All right, y'all. I want to talk to you guys about a new sponsor we got here on the podcast. All right. Talk about Frontier Farms. Okay. Established in 2020. Shouts out to the homies. All right. This is a farm located at 449 Westerly Bradford Road in Westerly. And they got a plant sale coming up next weekend, y'all. Saturday, May 20th, 9 to 5. And Sunday, May 21st on 95. Or, you know, until the plants sell out. They're going to have a curated mix of veggies, herbs, and edible flowers for for your restaurants, y'all. So um, some highlights about the farm. They're located on a nature preserve, and they're 100% chemical-free. They grow using regenerative practices, working in harmony with nature. Harmony, y'all. Y'all. <laughs> they have a seasonal selection of fresh herbs and veggies all summer long, y'all. Okay? If you know about that Rhode Island produce... You already know. Dude, they have great produce. Okay, so if you can't make to the plant sale, that's fine. But they also have a CSA program. They have a farm stand, and they have farmer's markets. So if you want full details about them, you can go check out their website at FrontierFarmRI.com or hit up their Instagram at FrontierFarmRI. All right? Also, they sell directly to kitchens. So, you know, all you chefs out there looking for some gas produce. Yeah, if you finna eat, like, some Kings... Hit up some kings and queens over there at Frontier Farms. Yeah. Shout out to Jim and Cass, the homies. Frontier Farms, y'all. I heard that there's a there's a McDonald's you can go to in America that has the other country's McDonald's items. Like, you know how, like, in France they have, like, they have, like, weird shit? Like, it's like, oh, there's a Big Mac, but it's, like, chicken patties and stuff. Like, you know, they have, like, weird McDonald's items. And I heard that there's one McDonald's, like, in America that you can go to that has, like, the international items. You know what would be sick is if there was a McDonald's in America where they made all the food like they did in the 60s. Like, there's, like, no GMOs. (laughs) And it's just, like, an old-school-ass McDonald's. Yeah, but you'd be like, this doesn't taste like McDonald's. Yeah, I'd be like, this shit's trash. (laughs) Burger's different. Like, McDonald's is the best because of of how it's, like, you go to any McDonald's and it tastes the exact same. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I was going to save this for the pod, but I guess I could just edit it in because now I'm recording. But, uh... For the first time in like six years, I went to Dunkin'. Oh, yeah? How was that? Because I'm the biggest hater of Dunkin' Donuts yeah, you are. of all time. Uh, it was awesome. Yo. It, was so, it was so good. Yo, what it you was get? so good. I'm so delighted. Because uh, like, <laughs> I go to Bolt all the time <laughs> and we buy Bolt coffees for the house. But, like, dude, sometimes a fucking. Mocha from Dunkin' just hits. <laughs> I uh, I was gonna. I usually go to Bolt before I go to work because it's like right mm-hmm. there. And uh, yesterday was like PVD Rock and Roll Flea Market, mm-hmm. Jwu graduation, and a bodybuilding competition all at the same time downtown. Sick. So it was the bodybuilding competition. Who? What? Where was that? The Lupo's. Oh, All right, the Strand. <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah, the Rosendale group are wicked into like bodybuilding shit. There's some uh, beefcakes in there, dude. It was. I don't even want to go down that route, but <laughs> there was literally you like smell the baby it oil. Was, it was absurd. It was like Jersey Shore times ten. Yeah. Um, but there was like literally forty people in ball, and I was like, I just I can't do this to them right now. And I just went to Dunkin'. There was no one there. I was like, decaf, decaf ice latte with caramel. Oh, I bet that hit. And a plain donut. <laughs> you got a plain donut? I love plain donuts. They're my favorite. See, the thing is, Dunkin's donuts are ass. Like, their donuts are so bad now. Like, if I fuck with their donuts at all, I will get a glazed stick. <laughs> a glazed stick? You yeah, know what they because have now? I love hitting that D and then that, that glazed stick. I didn't, I didn't buy it, but now they're selling, like, munchkin bagels. 
Oh, that have cream cheese in, in them. them. That's yeah, it. I was like, damn, I'm not buying that. But that's a. Uh, I feel like that was something we had when we were kids, due to the '90s. Like, I feel like I remember that I'm a bagel balls, like like cream cheese stuff, like bagel bites that you heated up in like the the toaster. That's oven. dope. I, I don't feel, recall I feel that. Like, Fucking like that find me that company. <laughs> Donkeys, I feel like I usually like is breakfast sandwich for me. Like I'll go in the morning, drive through, get a coffee and like a sausage, egg and cheese and an English muffin. But their fucking breads are ass. I've been hating on them forever. Their English muffins are terrible. They are so mealy. Yeah, like Tim it's Hortons like eating a dry girl. pear. It's like <laughs> it's eating a dry pear. <laughs> it's, so, <laughs> it's so bad. Like their bread. It's like English muffins are one of the most delicious like bread types you can have. All the nooks and crannies, like a good Thomas's English muffin. Yeah, it's so good. Facts. Their fucking English muffins are trash. Trash. I've never had it, so their I, croissants I can't. are worse, dude. They're, you get a sausage egg and dude. cheese on a croissant, it just fall, you're covered in crumbs. I think we can all agree though that their bagels just can't be beat. <laughs> Max, right? <laughs> I think just Dunkin' bagels. It's like they're the best in the world. Yeah, the best cardboard in the world. Oh, oh. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. It's like I don't even consider it a bagel. Oh, God. <laughs> so funny. Um, all right, John. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm going to hit like the music shit, and then we'll do an intro. 80 for Brady. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got to get my, my little stat sheet out. 80 for Brady? What the fuck is that? I don't that know. That movie that came out like a couple months ago. There's a movie uh, called... Oh, it's about, about the old ladies trying yeah. to... Oh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. like for. I, th- I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, 80 for Brady, baby. Okay. <laughs> Mike's going off. You want to light that blunt? She. You got a lighter? Yeah. Dude, Sorry. I'm usually the one. Real quick, on the topic of Brady, my Cisco rep sent us to Gillette, uh, me and uh, Deck from Rock, and uh, they gave us like a tour of the stadium as like some like customer appreciation thing, whatever. <laughs> But we got a free access into the museum, and like I don't know if you've been to the. How many Nambla members were in it? <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was a weird thing. But th- <laughs> there's a little theater in the Hall of Fame that shows this like movie of like, this is where the Patriots were, and this is where we are now. And like, dude, it opens up with like this, a like, hype film. Yeah, kind of. And dude, like, it was so weird that they're like. New England, where the revolution, the Patriots, whatever, and they're showing like clips of fucking like revolutionary times, like shooting Native Americans, and they're like, "Wow, yeah, dude, it was fucking." And then weird. they're like, "If you want a gun, go to Bass Pro Shops in the parking <laughs> lot, <laughs> it, dude." It really was like some dystopian shit, and I'm just like, "Wow, they're really just just throwing this in." And then it goes into like a a cranberry farmer who's like. We're Patriots too. We're part of the Patriots team. Like oh it was, it, it was some weird propaganda. I shit. thought I couldn't hate that team enough. Yeah, right. They should change their name to the New England Colonizers. <laughs> or the New England suck. No, I don't <laughs> think that works as well. I think it works fine. Swansea, the Swansea suck. I hate that the fucking soccer team is the Revolution. <laughs> I mean, ours is the just revolution. the Rhode Island Football Club, right? Come on, you revs. I mean, they're not, there's not an MLS team, right? It could be hard. It's they're, about they're about to be really. Yeah, no, there's gonna be an RIFC uh, in the MLS. I believe so. No, they're uh, no? United States oh. champion. Uh, United States no. is that like soccer a soccer league tier tier two? You know, you know yeah. I don't know footy. Do they do relegation <laughs> in the MLS? I don't think they do, but they, like you know um, what I mean by that relegation. Yeah, yes, I think they're but, probably because like the 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 lower league is still relatively new and there's still teams getting added to it. But I think. That might be the plan eventually, because that's that's the norm in, in yeah. Europe, you know? Yeah. All right, let's do this. Stories from the kitchen. 
Hungry baby, can everyone hear me here? Yeah, I think so. Uh, episode eighty of the Rags Dishes podcast. I'm your host Max Messier Richter. With me, as always, is D Cop. What up, D? What it do, nephew? And uh, we got a real special guest for episode eighty. After not having a guest for the last two episodes, thanks for sticking with us. Guys. Yeah, sorry about that, y'all. We're here with the great John the Kirk. John Kirk, what up, dude? I don't know which button is the applause, but I'm gonna give this one a try. Hey, <laughs> it's been a while. What's up, um, <laughs> John, for the people that don't know you, want to just give like, I don't know, before we get into your career, a brief synopsis about like your deal, what you do. Yeah. Um, so me and my fiance, we own Masa Taqueria. Uh, if you haven't heard of it, it's taco truck. We work out at Rock and Rye, you know, a few nights a week. We've got our food truck. They got the birria. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. do some crazy birria. The food truck does El Pastor. Um you know, just trying to do simple stuff real good. So that that's our whole thing. And I mean, birria tacos are fire. Dude, I yeah. mean, thank you for coming on. It's been a while. Like, I know we've, yeah, you know, been in talks. Uh, did the hot dog eating competition. That shit was dope. The glizzy guzzlers. <laughs> but you're here for, you know, the Jerry Rice episode. Hell number yeah. 80. 80. Uh, and I got something to say about the number 80 real quick. <laughs> Let's go. So the number 80 represents abundance prosperity and guidance okay the true meaning of the angelic number 80 assures you that you will experience inner happiness soon and live the kind of life that you want and i need that shit wow so, <laughs> i'm hoping this is gonna be a good app and then this next week's gonna be dope well you're certainly setting the tone for a good app right now i mean the vibes are immaculate the number's immaculate yeah 80 like, for brady baby do you, th- do you think that uh <laughs> do you think jerry rice is actually the goat i'm so glad you asked me this because no this is one of my hot takes in sports is that Randy Moss is the best wide receiver of all time. But he's like, he's like Jerry Rice. It's almost like how I tell you that Wayne Gretzky's not the best hockey player to ever play. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you look at the stat charts and you're like, okay, no, it's Jerry Rice. Yeah, his stats are insane. But th- my point is this. If you built a machine and the point of the machine was to blunt, build the blunt I rolled sucked. Huh? <laughs> no, that's fine. If you built the machine and the purpose of the machine was to build the perfect wide receiver and you put in data in the machine, you're like, hey, build me the perfect like, guy. Randy Moss <laughs> is walking out of that machine. You know what I mean? Not Terrell Owens. He's, he's taller than Jerry Rice. He's faster than Jerry Rice. He can jump higher than Jerry Rice. It's like everything that you want in a wide receiver, he, Randy Moss is bigger, better, faster. At. I don't know. I mean, I feel like Jerry Rice's hands are pretty nice. That's though. the just thing. Like one catch, thing, just catching ability, dude. The one thing Jerry Rice has over Randy Moss is hands, but it's not exactly like Randy Moss doesn't have good hands. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that look at true. the Darrell Revis catch. I mean, like, also like, on. I mean, I feel like like Randy Moss's highlights are like you know. Not on the same level, but like, you know, straight cash, like, homie. Kind of like it's a straight cash. They're, you know, kind of like Odell Beckham, just they're ridiculous, all his highlights. Where, like, if you watch Jerry Rice touchdowns, they're all just like kind of just put in his hands. Yeah. You know I mean? It's just like he catches the ball like Steve Smith. He just catches it. It's just, it's like, just a know, great in his bread basket. Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah. okay, another touchdown. That's what I'm saying. It's like Jerry Rice has all the records, but it's like 
He also Moss a great is, quarterback, though. Like that, two like, of them. Yeah, like two of them. I don't know much about football, but I know that that man had a good good quarterback for yeah. most of his career. I mean, they both had the two best quarterbacks of all time. Yeah, true. So yeah, it's like that's true. I I but Randy, Randy I, was in fucking. I uh, kind of like Terrell Owens. Yeah, To's dope. Tio don't get enough respect. I, I mean, I don't know if he's better than Randy Moss, but he might be. Not. Nah, he's might not. Be. He's not. Might be. He's closer to Jerry Rice. He's closer to Jerry Rice. <laughs> Chad Ochocinco. He's so great. <laughs> I remember when he changed his name. Yeah. That I think that was like the first moment in my life where I was like, wait, people can do that? Like you can just legally like be like, yo, I just want to be like Max fucking power. I think you just gotta go down to the courthouse, bro. Here, put this over there. <laughs> that thing's all fucked up. Dude, uh just go down to the courthouse, file a form, and dude, you could be fucking Meta World Peace, baby. Well, it's like, you know, Bell like Richter like Brad like Brad Pitt's <laughs> name is not Brad Pitt. What is it? I don't know. But that's that's like, you know, he was like, I need to get famous. My name's gotta be Brad Pitt now. Yeah. His I love name's probably his like name's Leopold. like Brad, his Brad his name's like Brad Williams or some shit. Yeah, right. I don't actually know, but I'm just saying. That's fun. Like yeah, Nick I, Cage. That's not his real name. No, because Nick Cage I mean, is a Coppola. It's a great name. His real last name is Coppola. He's like part of the yeah. the Francis Ford oh, yeah, and knew, Sophia Coppola that. family. I knew that he changed his name so people wouldn't think he's a nepo baby. What was it John Oliver t- found out that Smart Donald move. Trump changed his that Donald Trump's family changed their name from like Drumpf? Yeah, Drumpf. Oh, Trump. man. I'm so I'm so happy you brought up Donald Trump. Um, <laughs> have you guys seen the video of him saying Puerto Rico? Puerto no. Rico. Okay, I'm, br- I'm bringing it up. I'm bringing oh, it up. We're going to listen to it cuz it's it's like oh my god, politics aside, just give the guy a TV show. I think oh, he had a couple of bro. Them, bro. <laughs> no, but no. We, we need one now. Dude, like when his mental's really how, declining. How is, how is your position, man? Donald Trump. Somebody give this man a platform. Like, <laughs> how is that your position? Yeah, but like dude, a platform on like Comedy Central. Nah, no, but fuck fucking, you, dude. It's so funny though. Hold yeah, up. but no. <laughs> I gotta find it. Okay, wait. Here it is. Just listen. Still praying for the people of. Puerto Rico. We love Puerto Rico. We're also praying so fucking for the crazy. people of Puerto, Puerto Rico. Like, how? We how, love Puerto now, how Rico. as a we are also fucking nation did that slide? I don't just, it's no, just. Is, is that the clip from when he was shooting fucking paper towels into the crowd? I, like think, it's this, I think it's the same disaster, but it's a different <laughs> clip. Um, it's just like looking back, I remember like remember when Trump and Hillary were first going at it and you were just like, I've never seen something in politics where people are just like like, you know, being like, You're ugly. Or like yeah. you know I mean? <laughs> He's like, She's a shrill, shrieking shrill. Ted Cruz has small hands, like <laughs> I don't know. You know, I I you know, I hope Trump dies like a horrible death, but I still think he's hilarious. Yeah. He you, I'm not saying you're not allowed to laugh at his antics, but you shouldn't be calling for giving platforming. Okay, okay, facts, yeah. Facts. We, don't, mean, we don't need more <laughs> Trump on TV in our fucking lives. I like, just, you know, what about if you try to think of a good platform that you could put Trump on? Like, put him on Shark Week, and we just put him in the cage. Put him in like <laughs> undercover bosses, but instead of like him being the boss, he's just forced to work on. Yeah, yeah. Wage. Put him with Mike Rowe on Dirty Jobs oh, and have God. Trump fucking pumping out sewage oh. systems and nasty. I would love to watch that. I would hate that. <laughs> All right, well, boohoo. You don't want to be. You don't want to watch funny things. <laughs> I, I don't think it would be that funny. Bro. I think it'd be pretty funny. 
All right. Anyway, uh, I guess, yeah, I guess we could get back to you, Johnny boy. Um, what is Birria? So, <laughs> yes, please. I'm so glad you asked. Um, Birria is a style of barbacoa that comes from the Jalisco region of Mexico. Um, Which part of Mexico is that? Jalisco is like... Uh, I'm not fucking good with you. Nice sorry, sorry to, sorry to G-check you. I'm <laughs> it's, not funny uh, part. <laughs> it's like central Mexico. I know that Jalisco is a very prominent tequila region as well. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I'm probably going to fucking butcher remembering most of this, but basically, Birria, they would start it in the morning before the workers would go out in the fields and, you know, harvest corn, agave, whatever. And then, um, you know, midday, they would have like the consomme, after the goat had like started to cook a little bit, they would have the consomme kind of like as a like precursor. And then towards the end of the day, they would actually eat the stew with the meat and everything once it's all finished. Um, similar to barbacoa, they would bury it in a pit in the ground, cover it with, you know, agave leaves, uh, uh, burlap, and just kind of let it stew away. Um, we obviously don't have that capability, so we're not doing it that that crazy. But um, so, is there heating in the ground? Like, do they have yeah. a fire pit that they're like? You ever had a clam bake? That are like, yeah. So it's same like concept. They got, yeah. yeah, cool. It's, they just kind of, you know, they've kind of mastered it, and that's a that's a technique that um, you know, indigenous and and uh, a lot of Latin American uh, uh, regions they they do that. You know, it's big in uh, Argentina too. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just it's a really Efficient cooking style, especially when you're cooking whole animals, and the flavors that you get are just like unmatched. Like we, I can't get access to agave leaves, but that would add a whole nother level of flavor if I. And it's already flavorful. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, in America, it became super popular uh, in like the Tijuana, San Diego area. Um, I think like mid '90s, 2000s. Um, all the street vendors that were coming to those areas, immigrating from, you know, Jalisco, they brought that style of barbacoa and made it into tacos. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the style that we do is the queso taco. It's fried with cheese. Um, a lot of places fold it. We leave it kind of open face because it just looks better. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's better for presentation. Uh, but they kind of perfected that and it took the West coast by storm and, I just remember one day during COVID, you know, I've got a lot of experience making Mexican food. I had never tried making queso tacos. We just decided to, you know, me and my former partner before we split off. We oh, were, we're going to have to talk about that. Um, <laughs> no shit. Not yet, though. Yeah, keep yeah, going. Yeah, keep yeah. going. We, we can. Um, but, yeah, so we were just in my apartment one day. Uh, we were kind of discussing, like, you know, what are some things that we can do? At the time, we were making fucking edibles. Every week we were doing. Oh shit! We were like that was how we were paying bills. I had lost my job in COVID. Um, On some Pineapple Express shit, huh? Yeah, and we were, you know, we were doing some. We were doing oh, I think some I kind of remember seeing those menus too. Yeah, we were doing like if if you saw like if you saw what we were doing during COVID, like the edibles that you can go and get at fucking any dispensary. Like we were doing like light years ahead of that. We I got were, I got beef with dispensary edibles. Ooh, I, I, mean, I feel you. Like you know, it's. They only sell fucking five or ten milligram edibles. Yeah. Well, um, you got to buy a pack of some, 20. Just it's because yeah, you, you're going to recreational dispensaries and the law is you can only have five as like a max milligram. All right. Well, yeah. that is a problem. So, like, we were doing fucking, you know, 
we were doing average like 50 to 100 milligram doses for our stuff creme brulees fucking ice creams i did fucking infused churros and chocolate sick just basically thinking of every possible street food dish and then one day everything that would taste good stoned yeah one day someone hits us up and was like yo my dude can you make fucking infused tacos and i was like I could probably fucking figure it out. Yeah. And at the time, we had figured a, we had figured out a pretty good infusion process for the the product that we were using to make it full spectrum and not have plant, you know, matter in there and make it taste like weed. So was it like an oil? Exactly. Yeah. We, we were we were using MCT as a uh, carrier oil. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know, but he is uh, <laughs> a Walter White ish person with the <laughs> with the greens. Yeah. Let me see the ice, baby. I mean. <laughs> I can show you the THCA isolate. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Is it blue? <laughs> uh, no, fuck that Willy Billy shit. That wi- shouts out to Willy Billy with the blue diamonds. But anyway. Uh, I, don't there mean, I don't know what that means, everyone. I just like to smoke There's it. There's a guy that... So there are THCA diamonds, which is like... Awesome basically, looks like basically looks like, you know, like rocks and shit. And uh, there's a dude that makes them blue. <laughs> and uh, everybody's like, yo, I that's not cool. <laughs> like, you're make, though it's not supposed to be blue, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you're making blue diamonds, that means you're putting blue into it. And it's probably not like safe. Anyway. There's, wait, there's no natural way to do it? Like, you, like, you can't actually just Walter White it? It's not blue. Like, the compounds <laughs> are not blue in color. So it's like if you're making them blue, you're adding something to make it blue. You know yeah, but sure I'm saying, is there anything, like, that's chill that you could add to make it blue? I mean, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> you, you know, butterfly. Define chill. Tea. You know what I mean? It's like butterfly pea flower. There are probably things that you could get away with legally, but it's like we wouldn't know the long-term effects of smoking. Anyway. What yeah. about... Yeah, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Wait, so what color is natural? Like green? Yellow? Uh, THCA is usually like a like it's either colorless or like a slight blonde, it's amber, becoming, it's yellow. It's becoming a weed podcast. Dude. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I don't, uh, I don't even remember where I was at. We were talking about so you were infusing at first when you were doing infusions. Oh, yeah, yeah, were you yeah. just like making butter, like can of butter? Well, yeah. I mean, obviously not for like ice cream. Were you just like infusing the the heavy cream and shit? We were using distillates. And oh, we were, you were using we distillates. Yeah, uh, okay. we were getting access to really, really high quality distillates, and then um, I was able to, you know, occasionally get access to some of the more like full spectrum stuff, like rosin. Some Before like live rosin and and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff really became like popular in the in the um dispensaries it's more like it, now it, you can in the edible in, world like yeah like now you can go in and just buy live rosin carts and it's the fucking that's greatest the thing. thing ever dude. yeah live rosin and rosin has been a thing for a while now for dabbing but it's recently become a real big thing where like people are making live rosin edibles and stuff yeah because like it's full carts. spectrum as opposed to the distillate mm-hmm. which is only pure thc yep. so um yeah so one day someone was just like can you make fucking tacos with with weed in them and i was just like honestly I've done every other fucking thing. I'm sure there's a way. So we ended up just getting it down to like the perfect dosage where I could just take an eyedropper and know that like one or two drops was, you know, the dosage that someone would need if they got three tacos. So you're adding it like to order for stuff like that. That's Um, cool. But there was other things where we were actually cooking it in. Um, It's just like, obviously when you're cooking things, um, it's tough to dose. Heat heat can uh, degrade the THC, Mm -hmm. which lowers your dosage. So, um, I wanted to make sure people were getting fucking high, you know? Yeah, so of course. 
on we that ended nerd up making shit. yeah <laughs> so we ended up making some birria and i have a lot of experience making barbacoa but i had never mm-hmm. actually made birria and my barbacoa recipe uh that i learned a long time ago and had like worked on for years i was just like honestly you know the birria the only difference here is that like there's just warming spices like cinnamon and clove mm-hmm. a lot of ginger which i wasn't putting in my barbacoa and um I mix in like not just Mexican chilies, but we have some Turkish chilies, some Syrian chilies. Um, I get some African chilies, uh, just kind of like anything that I can that I think tastes great and is going to work with the flavors that are in there. Uh, we, we add it in and it's it's proven to be you know successful. Everyone loves it. I went to just about every place you can imagine in New England and there was no good birria anywhere that yeah. I went. And um you know, I'm, you're always going to get those people that, you know, especially when like Buns and Bites posts us, like there's dozens of comments like, oh, they don't have the best beer. You got to go here. And it's like, you know, it's that's just like it's, so it's, all, universal. Subje- it's all subjective shit, you know, like mm-hmm. what what someone thinks I, I'm what I might think is the best. Someone might think is the worst and vice versa. Yeah. So, you know, it's just it's one of those things where no matter how I do it, what I tell people like. When people when I tell when I when I get Latino families that come in and they're like, dude, like, what do you put in this? Like, this is crazy. Like, this reminds us of home. And I'm just like, yo, it's no bigger compliment. Yeah. And uh, it's dope. And, you know, a lot of them are surprised when I like just like tell them straight up like what the recipe is. And mm-hmm. like, I don't give them amounts, but I'm just like, yo, we put like one of my favorite ingredients we put in there is Urfa Bieber chili. It's a tur- Turkish sun dried Aleppo pepper mm-hmm. it's dried during the day. And then it's put in burlap bags overnight. And they do that process for about two to three months. So it's constantly drying and then being rehydrated. And then rehydrating at night. And it takes these Aleppo peppers that have like a super bright floral kind of heat to them with like a, like a, a subtle heat. And it takes it to like, if, if you open it up, it smells like fresh ground coffee, brownies, like wow. berries. It, it's, it's one of the most insane flavors. And uh, Jimmy James, actually, I don't know if you guys know him. but He was he, on the pod. Yeah, mm-hmm. Jimmy out. James actually put me onto that chili a long time ago when i was working at ogie's when he was getting uh great northern started and like he probably got that from figadini most likely yeah i mean, lie. <laughs> i was gonna say we use that figadini a pretty good amount jimmy is like one of the one of the dudes that like i i learned so much from him just watching him work the smoker when i was mm-hmm. at ogie's and and um that dude if I, if I didn't meet that dude when i did when he was at when he was still a chef at figs um I probably would have went up, went down a much different like path, like cuisine wise, and yeah. what I started cooking because he really opened me up to like, you know, you could put mint and fucking basil in your pesto, and it's gonna be fire with the fucking, um, uh, with parsley. Yeah, like he, he was the first person to really like show me shit that I hadn't seen before and mm-hmm. shit that was new to me, and I wasn't just making Italian food or Mexican food. Did yeah. you go to Jewu? I did. Did you graduate? <laughs> uh, no. But okay. get into it. Um, so, so funny enough, I was driving. We were driving by in the food truck to go to the guild yesterday. Wait, are you from Rhode Island? I'm no, not, right? I'm yeah. from New York City. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, ever heard of it, Max? Yeah, I've been a couple times. Uh, I lived in the Hudson Valley and New York City on and off most of my uh, youth. Most of my youth. You? Yeah. Um, cool. I, I worked in New York for about a year and a half. So um, I came, I came to Jay Wu in 2008 when I had just turned 18. I was here for two years. Had some shit happen with my, you know, my financials. Couldn't couldn't finish paying off school. Um, so I dropped out. 
Yeah, this and, country sucks. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I dropped out. I started working at Lola's. Um, I don't know. Don't know what that is. It, Lola's was where uh, Tel Aviv is uh, mm-hmm. now, over on the waterfront. Um, it was a my first like foray into Mexican food. Um, you know, it was kind of white people Mexican food. Yeah, uh, enchiladas, burritos, four dollar margaritas, lettuce, tomato, sour cream. You know it, brother. <laughs> and um, you know, I worked for a couple of good chefs over there that really like. Taught me a lot more than I ever learned at JWU. And in my like first year of dropping out, I went from like being just a fucking line cook, like dishwasher, to being sous chef there. And I was getting paid pretty decent. It was great. And then, you know, I just got sick of being treated like shit. So yeah. I worked in Boston and started making good money. <laughs> like that's that's the shit that people don't like realize. Like back in the day, dude, like Wages here sucked. They right. suck. They suck now. They suck now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like back in the day, like you used to make three hundred and fifty bucks as a line cook for like 40, 50 hours. Yeah, know? dude. Yeah, that's just and crazy. that was it, at, at the time. My rent was like we had a three bedroom apartment for seven fifty. So like I was able to make my rent in one week. Yeah. But like working that as much, you should be able to exactly hundred mm-hmm. percent and. um you know, when I when I go and like look at like what we pay some of the guys now, we're like we're upwards of you know we we've got everyone between like fifteen and twenty right now, and then they get tips on top of that. Like, you know, I'm I'm just like really happy that like I can see people now getting paid what they deserve because when I started working at Ogies, we got ten an hour plus tips, like, and that was like a little bit above minimum wage at the time. I worked at Ogies for two weeks. So when, I know what it was like. A yeah, bit. and like the pay was good at the time. The like tips I, are pretty good there. I, when I started there, yeah. we were making great money, and yeah. then there was a, a new kitchen manager that came in, and he started scheduling more people because he didn't want to be there. And the money, the oh money started man, to if slip it's the off. same guy I'm thinking of, I don't like him at all. It's probably the same guy. I forget. I actually, I meant, I meant to text uh, Divas, my old roommate, <laughs> his fucking name because we have a fucking nickname for him, which I'm not gonna. I might as well. I'm not going to say his real name. Uh, we called him Soggy Meatball for a while. Soggy uh, Little meat. Barney Rubble. Just because he kind of looked like one. <laughs> he had a real meat water. Yeah, so, all right. I mean, I don't have that many stories from Ogies, but my first like real shift, like not training there, bro, it was so... F- I It was like, I sat there and I was like, this is unreal. Um, it's a so, fucking monster, dude. So like- this, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. There's like, the ceiling's like 30 feet tall. Mm-hmm. And there's still like macaroni and cheese croquettes up there from like <laughs> fucking Dale Fraser throwing them up there. <laughs> like oh my gosh. Um, Me, Dale, and Ned used to be the like the dream team there of like the three of us could run a Friday up. night and just crush it. And it was, it, it was, it was a good time. Yeah. Those dudes know how to shred. But uh, I, anyway, the first shift I worked there, it was like crazy busy. It was like a 12 hour shift or something. And I swear to God, this motherfucker who. Uh, I think he was like trying to be a DJ or something at one point too. He oh, played, yep. Yep. he played Dr. Dre's 2001 three times in a row. Oh my God. I, I, I don't think to this day I've listened to the album again. He ruined it for me. I was like, bruh, like, all right, cool. Like Dr. Dre rules. 2001's <laughs> an amazing album, you know, explosive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's the difference between me and you? But like. Mm-hmm. After you hear an album three times in a row while working a shift, I was like, bro, what the what the fuck and is like, going you're on? You're already dropping tater tots every 15 seconds, dude. You don't need to hear this. And I'm like, dude, I don't need to hear it. this exhibit verse three times in one shift. You know what uh, I mean? Like, That's rough. 
Five bank accounts, three ounces, and two vehicles. <laughs> two vehicles. <laughs> that verse is hard. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> That's the hardest song on that album, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, next episode goes pretty hard. That's literally my. That's my like. Most like miserable moment working at Ogie's in the two weeks I did. Yeah, I mean, listen. Towards the end, Ogie's was was miserable for me because I was just you know, at that point I was the fucking tater tot guy to everybody. Like, and, and <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be the tater tot. You don't want to be the fucking tater tot guy, bro. Because even like even to this day, there are people that recognize me and they're like, "Yo, you used to work at Ogie's, right?" Like in the kitchen, and I'm like, <laughs> uh huh. And maybe it's you know this might be another hot take of mine, but tater tots in the fryer nasty. Uh, tater tots in general, dude. I'm Not just, great. Maybe because I served them for five years, but I, I like just, them. I like them baked. One of the most <laughs> overrated foods ever. I want a fucking French fry, dude. Yo, and thank on you. On the topic of French fries, steak fries. I got Doom Brothers yesterday, and like, dude, they got good fries over there. I, I don't I think was, I've ever gotten the fries there. Their fries just sandwiches. are absolutely out of this world, and okay. like, I full on speak say on this it. with bias because I did work for them their first summer, and like, mm. that was all that I did. The fries are fucking amazing. They have the fry connect, huh? Dude, the fr- like. Wait, are they hand cut or do they, they just hand have a connect? Cut. It oh, takes okay. like two days to make them because there's like multiple processes in blanching and freezing. Like it is, it is. Interesting. It's, it's one of the best fries that yeah, you I'm could gonna, ever I'm have. have to get down there this week. Damn. Like, um, it's just, it's out of this world. And then like sick. on top of that, everything's fried in fucking beef fat. Like Hell nothing yeah. better. Okay. There we go. <laughs> Yeah, okay. that was the worst occur I've ever fucking done. Yeah, that was pretty embarrassing. Sorry, and Cardi. low key, best Glizzy in the city is at Doom, Bro- Doom Bros. Ooh, <laughs> okay. But there's okay. not a lot of Glizzies in the city. Yeah, I can't really think. of I don't really like Glizzies. So. I mean, we have heard that Red Door got them Glizzies. I, I haven't been to Red Door yet. Yeah. Red Door's lit. Okay, I'll have to give that. A I shot. don't know about the food, but it's, I know Jimmy was doing the food there. He's but no, he's, I, at, he's, he's at, no longer there. He's at yeah. Gansett now. What do you mean, Gant, like the beer? Yeah, he's at I'm oh, the sure brewery. Last time I saw oh, him, he okay, was working okay, in the okay. kitchen over there. That place is fucking huge, bro. You spilling my water, bro? Nice What's going room. on? My bad, dog. No, nah, I'm just kidding. The floor's sealed, <laughs> or is that going to drip to the basement? I'm just kidding. The studio's <laughs> not fucking set up, so this is like <laughs> this is going to be the only time that we do it like this. All this shit's going in the other room. Um, wow, that's on record. You saying that this is going to be the only time, man? That's on record. Man. I already told you, tomorrow's the purge. I'm moving all this shit into there. The purge. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Terrible movie it, series. No, no, the first one was Dude, good. Everything the else fuck after up, John the first, <laughs> Back the, the first fuck one was up good. On the everything purge. else, everything no, else was just No, but they're overkill. they're they're terribly good. You know what I mean? Okay, like Speak they're horrible films. In, a, in like a Sharknado so, sense, they're yes. so fun. No, like Sharknado not, they're, was terrible, they're, but that was Sharknado funny. is a B film. You ever watch the, purge the Meg? Dude? Is good. I watched the Meg last week. Have you seen the one? Terribly funny. Have you seen the Purge? The first Purge. Yeah. No, no, no. Like, it's called The First Purge. Oh, no, yeah. no, 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 no. I did not see that one. Yeah, it's like the fifth Purge movie. After it's the like, best one. After, like, the Purge it's, Dead Presidents or whatever the it's fuck pre, it was. It's pre... That one sucks. <laughs> is it, like, Colonial? Like, no, no. It's really... The First Purge is, like... Dude, it's so Honestly, the Rick gnarly. and Morty episode where they did The Purge was funnier than oh and, like, better God. than any yeah, of the movies. One. I haven't seen it. But The First Purge is basically, like, the country's still, like, debating... So they do an experiment, and it's the like Staten Island has a purge for a night. Oh, yeah, God. and it's just like the story of this kid in the projects while the first purge is going on, and it's fucking gnarly. Wow, it's a good one. Ironically enough, Staten Island is the worst borough. 
Yeah, I mean that's that's <laughs> where they would do it. If they, <laughs> Ironically <laughs> enough, that young boy grew up to be Ghostface Killer. <laughs> <laughs> young Dennis Coles was participating in the first purge. Yeah, yeah, old Bob <laughs> Digital, the Island of Staten, Shaolin. Oh man! Speaking of which, I'm so mad that show's over. The Wu Tang show is so fucking good. Dude. Mm-hmm. I don't think I saw that one on Hulu, right? Oh, get the dramatization on it. one. Three seasons. You'll get one episode in. You'll get one. The first scene. The first scene. You're just sucked in, and it's just like, why can't I just watch this content over and over and over and over again? You can. Yeah, but it's not the same. You know? <laughs> I feel that. I could probably watch it one more time <laughs> before it gets old. Uh. Uh, I don't know. I'm all stoned now. Yeah, there yeah, you mean, are. I feel that. Um, so I mean, we got some. No, we got some more shit. That, I got mm-hmm. a bunch of questions for you. Let's go. <laughs> so you worked at Ogie's. Yeah, I was there for five years. You worked at Ogie's for five years. Wow. On and off, I was there for like two years. Um, I don't remember if I got quit or fired the first time. What was the most devious thing you saw happen at Ogie's? <laughs> Does it doesn't even have to be like something at work. It could have been a customer, you know, doing walking blow into off the do- table or something. Walking but. into the Dolly Parton bathroom, and there's just a group the of better, fucking, the better of the two. There's a Let's group just, of drunk girls just ripping blow off of the back of the toilet, and I'm just like, "What you mean the top?" Like, yeah, okay. and I'm like, "Yo, uh, I did not clean that today when I got in." So, and like, mm-hmm. dude, they're all just like, it's just, it's just surreal, like. Who the fuck does blow off the fucking top of a toilet, dude? In the yeah. ogies. In ogies, it's I have nasty. cleaned. I have cleaned up so much fucking puke. Do it off your phone piss, or something. Yeah, true. Shit, like I can one hundred percent tell you, we were not. Maybe they just were trying to get dirty, you know? They're just trying to, <laughs> yeah, they're trying to I be just, bad. Like, d- yeah, dude. Like there was that. There was the numerous amounts of drunk people trying to fight me because I wouldn't give them fucking free tater tots after they saw me like give a friend something or, or something like mm. trying to bust tables and like get fucking trays off of tables and like someone getting pissy with me. Cause I'm like, Hey, excuse me, like out of the way. So I don't spill this fucking trash all over you. Yeah. Like it was just a fucking lawless place after 10 PM dude. And like the money was great for, for years. Um, the second time I came back and like, you know, I was, I, I was given a much better schedule and I, you know, that was when they like let me, Go a little crazy with food specials and shit. And you didn't have to, like, get out of work at 5 a.m.? Yeah, I was able to, like, do prep a lot of the times. Well, like, that, that was the thing, dude. Is like I, I felt like everyone there that got to work the early shift had it pretty cush because you were, like, yeah. prepping half the day mm-hmm. and then, like, service and you leave at, like, 7 p.m. or something like that or, like, 9 p.m. But there was the bartenders I don't think had that luxury except for, like, when we did brunch, like, the, I'm the just talking about the kitchen. But the kitchen, yeah. yeah. There was one person doing prep. It was me. I literally was doing four or five days a week of prep. Um, and then, like, our dishwasher. The only thing that I really didn't do was fucking macaroni and cheese croquettes. Fuck that, dude. Well, when we I had worked the dishwasher there. dishwasher do that every fucking day. <laughs> it's funny. When I worked there, a lot of the stuff was literally just frozen shit from fucking well yeah because because it's like pizza logs yeah. and tater tots are well it's because like they make the tater tots, you know yeah. when i left the kitchen manager i i did a shit ton smb of there. so like when the kitchen manager that was yeah it, exactly what you said um we're talking about the same guy yeah okay um but once um once i left and that dude was kind of like you know, trying to be a the, DJ and shit, the, playing the same the album over and over again. That he would have to actually work and like do yeah. shit or find someone that could like. Because at the time, 
before I, I hadn't gotten into a car accident yet and like fucked up my hands. So Damn, like, you got in a car accident too? On my bike, yeah. But at the oh, time, man. I was like, I was doing the work of like two to three people in the kitchen and like I'm not to that speed anymore because my fucking hands like cramp up and I had like tendon problems from the accident that I was in. But mm. um, when I quit there, like everybody within a few months was just like, yo, the quality of the food has gone down. Like, and you know, it, that's, that's the sad reality of fucking, you know, when, yeah, you, when I mean, you get people that are not like scratch, like cooks, like, or like, I mean, I've been not to like, I'm not trying to gloat or anything, but I've been in situations where like I've had to leave a job and me, because I didn't, I don't know, get what I wanted or whatever. Yeah. And, like, the result of that is them needing to hire, like, two people to cover the ground. And it's like, all right, like. You could have just fucking You could have given me, you know, <laughs> now you're paying two people this amount instead of one person this amount. And it's like. 100%. And you like, already had the system going. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, when I, when I, when I finally left there for the last time, like, it, it kind of sucked because, like, you know, I felt like it was a bit of a slap in the face. Mm-hmm. The way that I had to exit and, um, you know, I did a lot there, but at the same time it was fucking freeing for my mental health, dude. Cause like I was so sick of like when I did work night shifts and like for the years that I did, like you're like, okay, we're done at two on Friday and Saturday and then you got to clean and then everybody wants to fucking chill and like, let's have a beer, let's have a drink. And we all live in the neighborhood. Toxic like, culture. So like, it was just a lot of And then Steve there. Hall comes by and, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just like sitting there till four or five, six in the morning. Like there's so many times where I just fucking like the sun rose while I'm still at work. And then I have to like go home It's brutal. and I wake up at fucking three, four in the afternoon to get ready for my shift that night. Yeah. And it's just, it was, it's a I weird, never, I never saw the fucking sun. Yeah. It's a weird toxic environment for the late. It's not writers. sustainable mental like, health wise. Like my, we were talking at my job actually last night about uh, a bartender in the city that we know that works like a pretty like, uh, just like a fucked job where I'm sure she makes mad money, but it's just like, dude, like it's a it's a job where she works at like a very busy club. Uh, she's the only bartender at this one little bar in the club. And to just get, you're just getting grinded all night because I, I I went to the club the other night and fucking <laughs> I was just watching and I was like I mean she's a beast she's doing a great fucking job but I was like yeah dude like this is savage yeah this like your balls savage. to the walls your entire and like shift. I'm bartending right now and I get out early you know what I mean I get out early as fuck yeah, for a bartender yeah you do like, 10, right uh well yeah so I usually get out like eleven yeah. or something like that but I even. Even getting out at 11, I come home sometimes and I'm like, damn, I'm like so mentally exhausted and you can't go to bed. And then I think about the bartenders that like, and are just even, getting into their shit. Even, when even, you get even home. fuck, yeah. even fuck Providence. Like think about New York bartenders that the Dude. shift actually doesn't end until four. So yeah. you're actually getting home at like 9 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> like, I you know what I mean? Like in the kitchen where the kitchen, the bar was open crazy. till four, but the kitchen was open till two. And Shout out those warriors. They wouldn't let yeah. us leave until the bar was done because they needed us to clean up the bar and take out their trash and shit. Like, and I'd go with, I, it was like 12 hour days. It it's a constant insane. struggle with bar and people doing dishes. hundred percent. Nuts. Dude, that's <laughs> nuts. It's, it's hundred percent, but it's gross. Yeah. I mean, I, I was at Ogie's and then after it's like no that, wonder people drink and do drugs. It's, I like, mean, it's, look, di- it's, dis- <laughs> it's disgustingly beautiful. I'll say it's that. It's fucked. Yeah. I mean, I will say I stopped. I did a lot less drugs when I left Ogie's. <laughs> it's a lifestyle meant for your, your 20s. Like, once 100%. You get, once I mean, you get it, older, it's a, li- it's like, it's a lifestyle bro. for like a pre-fentanyl world. Um, 
<laughs> like yeah. in the 80s, I would have been totally fine, like living my life that way. Yeah. Like Tom uh, Cruise and Cocktail, baby. Yeah, hell yeah. I'd be like Tim Allen. Why did you tell me it's just a rum and coke? <laughs> you um, bitch. <laughs> Where did you go after Ogies? After Ogies, um, I went and worked at the Aquitaine Group in Boston. I just completely pivoted. I don't know what the I fuck was, that was. The Aquitaine Hunger Force? Aquitaine Hunger Force, yeah. Uh, Let's no, talk about Aquitaine. soggy meatballs. <laughs> the Aquitaine Group was a... Uh, so Aquitaine is a restaurant on Tremont. They owned a couple restaurants at the time uh, in the South End. Mm-hmm. And I worked for Union Bar and Grill up there. Um, and it was great. It was my like first time. I walked into the place. The manager... Was just like, what kind of experience do you have? We're looking for a server. I was like, yo, I got plenty of fucking experience. I had never served before in my life. Yeah, yeah that's how you got to uh, do it. <laughs> I come to find out six months later that the manager was gay. And he was just like, yo, like, I just really thought you were cute. And I figured I'd just give you a shot. And then it turns Sick. out you, like, were really good at faking it till you made it. And, like, just having, like, a good kitchen knowledge and, like, knowing how to, like, sell shit. The like, best servers are former cooks. Yeah, Shout out Tim the, Wright. The best servers wow. are also fucking... Uh, drug dealers. Because <laughs> if you can sell weed, bro, you can sell fucking food, wine, Easy. whatever. <laughs> that is true. Salesman. Um, that's why a lot of them go on to be uh, real estate people. <laughs> or, like, that's the or final, selling you an online final, course on TikTok. That's the final stage of industry scum. You're like, <laughs> I'm just leaving and I'm going to sell real estate. Click, say, the, <laughs> click the link in my bio to, to yeah. buy my course. They <laughs> say me the, out. They say the drug dealer's destiny is reaching the key. <laughs> you know, the, the line cook's destiny is reaching the real estate market. The real, like, the end of a line cook's life is becoming a gentrifier. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, I'm leaving the city I worked in. I'm moving to New York. I'm, I'm going to be a real estate, and I'm going to buy some, yeah. Every bartender and, and former line cook just gets into real estate tries to sell something and they realize that it's they, like the stages of like, like a butterfly's metamorphosis <laughs> you go into the larva little caterpillar <laughs> then you go into the cocoon which is like you the bartender. <laughs> you're bartending in you this cocoon behind the bar <laughs> <laughs> so stupid uh, yeah, we and go. then you come out a nice little butterfly with a penthouse in soho yeah god that would like, be nice i can't wait i would love to live in soho <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, who, do you, so, who do you think the next celebrity to die is gonna be? Jesus! Oh, <laughs> fuck! <laughs> fuck. Um, I hope Donald Trump. Yeah, that would be sick. That would be, be clutch. Lit. That'd be lit. Honestly, um, se- close second, Ron DeSantis. I was gonna say Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's right Joe, there too. Yeah, Joe Biden could fucking eat rocks. Okay, too. okay, non, non, not, not who you hope. Who do you <laughs> think? Oh my god Are all the golden girls dead yet? Because I know yeah, Betty sure. White just died I think they are Alright shit I'm, I'm I'm not I'm not I'm at a loss for words then I don't know Yeah right Who do you think? I don't know It's like Tony Bennett still kicking around <laughs> He's done <laughs> He's I done. feel like Joe Pesci He's randomly is just gonna die this week Dude don't Ooh. be saying that shit Come yeah. on That was dirty And then there's just gonna be like We're gonna have to watch Goodfellas on repeat All day. My cousin Vinny Ugh. Well I kinda had a little bit of a uh, Jack Nicholson vibe because he's at the Lakers game. I was like, is this a final tie right here? Yeah, that's Damn. you know he's been like like out of like the public eye for like the last two. He doesn't years. even go to the games anymore. I know he was back yeah. recently, but like he no, has just what he just showed up. Yeah, no, like, the first t- game in, like a year or something like that. Yeah, I can't even remember the last movie he was in. The bucket list or some shit. Dude, like yeah, the departed in the bucket list that shit was like the end of his Actually, no. Honestly, you know, you know Bruce Willis. Because I know he's got some shit going on right now. Does he? Yeah. Honestly, got, like, 
You might be right, dude. That's pretty. It's pretty. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I he's, did. He's been having some pretty bad. Uh, or Jamie Foxx. What? Damn. What you the didn't fuck hear about Jamie Foxx? No. What's up with Jamie Foxx? Jamie Foxx Fox is like almost on life support. Jesus. For what? I want to say he had a stroke. Jesus. Damn, we can't lose. We can't, we can't lose. I don't, I don't actually know the severity of it, so I don't want to We can't go lose too far. Jamie Foxx, dude. Someone, so someone's saying that P. Diddy did it, though. Uh, I mean, yeah. He, yeah. Anyway, there's Wait, a, there's that, a big there's conspiracy <laughs> about P Diddy and people's downfalls. It's weird. Wow, let me hear it. Uh, definitely, I don't want yeah. to. Yeah, I don't, want to that. I don't know. Whole, enough. I don't. I don't have all the info. <laughs> Listeners, look it up. But anyone out there that knows Tom Tom Hanks is a bad dude. Wow, he's got a conspiracy about him too. So you're just gonna throw that out there that Tom Hanks is a bad guy? Yeah, bad dude. He strikes me. Wow, he's guy. also a bad actor. But he is a bad person. Just if if you need information on that, just Google Tom Hanks bad guy. Are are you sure it's not going to get like uh, a bad guy? Yeah, Google's going to be like, what movie was Tom Hanks the bad guy? He killed killed this actor though. It was mad fucked up. Oh, Oh, you know what I'm talking about? Car accident. Yeah, 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 yeah. That whole wait, what? What do you? Who did he? Who did he kill, Max? I forget the guy's fucking name. What was there the was an up and coming actor in Hollywood that was like boys with Seth Green, that was trying to expose Tom Hanks and like other people in Hollywood and Seth Green included. Corey Feldman? No, not Corey. Feldman. It's not someone that ever made it big. Oh, it's okay. not like a big <laughs> name because he got killed. He got killed is what happened, and he was like exposing some shit about Tom Hanks and all these things that correlate, and he ended up getting killed, and like. Right after he got killed is when Tom Hanks moved from L.A. to, like, Greece or whatever during COVID. And, like, Tom Hanks posted a picture on his Instagram of, like, uh, a stop on, like, the exact part of the highway where his dead body was found. It all, dude, this there's is some all these Q-Anon things that bullshit, line up. Dude. No, dude, because QAnon does not. Don't compare every conspiracy to QAnon, bro. Some of them are real. Yeah, like, uh. Stop reading. (laughs) I mean, to be true, QAnon to an extent is real because there's someone that knows some shit. What? We gotta move on from this, bro. (laughs) Okay, fine. You're revealing yourself to be Q on the pod right now. Jesus Christ. God, if I this might be it. If I had that amount, I'm not trying to get a conspiracy (laughs) charge for some January six shit. Listen, if that had, if I had that much power over people, you know the cool things I'd be doing right now. Cool things, yeah. You like having someone feed him grapes and fanning him on the fucking side of the river. You know how much New York, <laughs> how much NHL jersey sales would boost if I had that much control? <laughs> Everyone would be walking around in fucking uh, Matthew Kachuk jerseys. <laughs> what? You're out, you're out of control. No, yeah, well, I know that. Are you spiraling because of what happened with the Rangers? A little bit. Do you want to get into it? Not really. I mean, you had, last time we were here, we were talking about your Stanley Cup ticket. Yeah, I know. Damn. I got my refund, though, so that's what's up. <laughs> hey, and the Bruins lost, so that's what's well, up. Well, it, there were multiple upsets, so it's like in the media, the Rangers haven't been getting like washed that hard. Because you know? the fucking... The Bruins got upset. The Avalanche got upset. The fucking Maple Leafs finally won a series after like 23 years or whatever it was. Yeah, the Grizzlies. Um, And just like... 
I don't know. It's pathetic what happened to the Rangers. I got no, you know, I got nothing to say. I'm sorry. Out of ruins, I, listen, I'm a man that likes to admit when he's wrong. It just takes a lot of, I need to be proven. You, you I need to be proven. I need to be proven this wrong. This is a fucking lie. The Rangers <laughs> suck. They suck. Real talk. They won't suck next year, though. How about them Celtics, dog? I mean, no, they're, they're doing all right. They're cooking. Yeah, they're doing well. I mean, they're playing a team of people that don't perform in the playoffs right now, so. Okay. Same with wait, who did they beat first round? No, nah, never mind. The Hawks are real. Trey, Trey. I don't. I don't really want. Trey is him. I don't really want to talk about basketball yet until Durant gets knocked out of the playoffs. So oh, I can 100%. tell you how it makes sense that I had no confidence in them. I think it still doesn't make sense that you would have that you were Dude, saying you couldn't. There envision is any such scenario. there is such thing as the clutch gene. Some teams have it. Some teams don't. The players on the Suns don't have the clutch gene. Yeah, I don't Jimmy think you Butler, know what you're bro. talking Jimmy about. Jimmy Butler, just, he's a different dude. Kevin Durant is very clutch. I don't know what you're talking about. Then how come they're down? Yeah, it's down not his one. fault. I mean, they're only bro. down 2-1 right now. Yeah. They, he, he's not clutch. They we're, lost we're their the two Bruins games down. on the road. <laughs> Bruins were up 3-1, and they still lost. You're supposed so. to lose the games on the road. <laughs> like you know, like, um, <laughs> To a team that had 23 less wins than them during the season. How embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> the team that didn't even deserve to be in the playoffs that's now possibly going to make a Stanley Cup run. But it's hockey. It's, you know, it's yeah. just unpredictable. Well, mm-hmm. That's what's crazy about like a fucking seven-game series is like, you know, like it, it could go any way, dude. You could be up three one, and next thing you know, your team loses three straight. That's crazy. It's fucking brutal. Yeah, it happened to me too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it was four straight. No, it wasn't. It was three straight. They won game six. Um, yeah, fuck sports. <laughs> it's first time I've said that on the pod. You're gonna be okay. All right, you're yeah, gonna be okay. I, I just, you know, you still got the Knicks, baby. They're done too. Yeah, I they kind of are. Yeah, they're I not mean, gonna unless be. I'm like crazy heroics or like Jimmy Butler really gets injured, um, bro. Yeah. I mean, second round that's good for the Knicks. I, it's Yo. already they already did more than I expected. So Stephulius Carando, bro, he's been cooking, and Jalen Brunson. <laughs> they just dude, Jalen Brunson is him. Okay, <laughs> Brunson's him. I but, can't believe the Mavs let him go like that, bro. They that's just crazy. they just need they just need one superstar and they're a contender, the yep. Knicks. Yeah. You know what I mean? They'll probably get someone in the next year or two. They want in free agency. They out they because they're the New York Knicks, they're gonna go for whoever the biggest name possible. They're gonna get Luca. You know what I mean? I don't they think got Luka, I, 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 I don't think Cuban's gonna give up Luca. I mean Luca's gonna like demand it. I think LeBron's gonna go play with Luca and Kyrie. <sighs> Spicy good, good luck with that. Ron's gonna go wherever his son gets drafted, so he's gonna play that one. He's got his it's son's four going four years though. Yeah, huh? It's four years from now. He no, just I mean, you think, Bron- you think Bronny plays four years? No, I thought Bronny's going to college next year. Yeah, he is, but four years. But he's not exactly. No, year, he's only got to do one year to get drafted. Most people do so? one and done. Yeah, he's LeBron's son, bro. If you're going to the NBA, you you're think not, Bronny's not good though. No. So you think he'll be in the G League? Depends how he does I, in college. This is the thing. He might actually play a few years in college. Like, yeah. We'll see. Is USC good at college basketball? Not usually. They have They been, make the tournament, but, but like, yeah. usually it's like an eight or nine seed. Okay. I think the, like, the last, like, major fucking basketball player I remember from USC was, like, fucking OJ Mayo. And, like, oh, yeah. I don't even think he got that far in the league before he went to Because like, he tried China. to take on Jordan at that camp once. You know? <laughs> OJ was like at a, there was like a Jordan like basketball camp and OJ Mayo was like 
I'm fucking sick. I'm gonna like play Jordan one on one at this camp and got cooked. And Jordan, Jordan was like, "Oh, you think you're hot shit, right?" <laughs> it like destroyed him. And Jordan was like forty. Like, he was old as fuck. Oh, was yeah. that the one where it was like if 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 Jordan loses, all the kids would get shoes, and then Jordan still fucking demolished him, and none of the kids got. There's, shoes. I think there's it was literally a so many stories like that. Like, there's like a story. <laughs> what team does he own? There was like some there was some story that like I don't know like how old's Jordan now? Like 50, 60 something? He's gotta be about like 55. 55, 60, yeah. I think like a couple of years ago, he like came to the court and they were laughing at him and he like whooped everyone's ass and won. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Some shit like that. And they were like, yo, Jordan could still play in the NBA today. No, but <laughs> I hear you. I love the sentiment, but no, he could. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what kind of shape he's in. Well, I think that thing, happened. No, he in smokes like, a lot of like cars. He could play in a game a couple minutes, but an not, 82 not game yet, season, yeah, yeah, facts, facts, like facts. trying to have your body la- like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anywho, so them tacos. <laughs> oh, yeah, them tacos, brother. We got our fucking asses beat this weekend for Cinco. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. bet. It was, it was. It was busy. Providence <laughs> was popping this weekend. Yeah. I even heard, dude, the city plan. Oh, oh, I shouldn't go into the city planning. Um, <laughs> dude, trust me. Go off, King. There's just been so many complaints about shit going on in Providence right now. Like? It's just being so rapidly gentrified and there, we don't have the infrastructure for it. And <laughs> That's like- not where I was going, but yeah, <laughs> yes, 100%. 100%. Where were you going with it? Uh, just like the city planning events around the city, they've been making stupid decisions. Yeah, well, like, like what? That's like what they're I mean moving like, PVD Fest to September. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. they're moving it to the um, pedestrian bridge too. Yes, they are, and there's not going to be open liquor. I'm pretty sure. Okay, because uh, our mayor is sober. Uh, nah, that's probably not why. But <laughs> um, we'll be at PVD Fest. I don't know. Saturday was just kind of a shit show downtown. Like it was like all these events going on and like. Everyone knew about certain events, but not other events. And, like, there was no orchestration or, like, you know, there were block parties and there were nowhere to park. And everyone's like, what the fuck's going on? There's all these different things happening. I think that also has to do with the fact that, like, our public (laughs) transit sucks, dude. Like, we've had the the opportunity and, like, they've put forward, like... That's what happens when you put a highway through a city, but... 100%. But, like, we've had the opportunity. And I think, like, when I first moved here, they were talking about trying to put a trolley that went from, like... One like from like Rick down to like the the east side and like I like, think it happened it there it it does exist no like a, like a tram I mean like like you know how we used to have the like cable cars and Yo, shit? Like, okay like they an wanted to one. put something like that so that you could like get you know not have to sit in traffic yeah like, like the T we yeah exactly and um you know like just like when I was in fucking Europe dude like even in Florence there's trams everywhere they're fucking quick. They're reliable and cheap. All right. Well, if you want to talk capitalism here, we can talk about the airport companies taking over and fucking up the train game. 100%. Wow. I'm a train guy. Providence needs two trains. Two, one that two. goes east to west and one that goes north to south. And that's all we fucking need. You it's got it, PK. Plaza can be the fucking central hub of the trains. It's crazy that we don't have a direct train from Providence to Worcester. Worcester is fucked. <laughs> Providence, like <laughs> Providence to Hartford. Worcester, to get to Hartford, Worcester has know? like two hundred, has like more people in Providence, and they don't even have like a bus, like a good bus system. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. It's fucked. It's fucked. I would. It's fucked to live in Worcester. I think I was in the. It's middle cool of- there. Like they have dope shit, and there's dope food, and there's cool places to go see shows and stuff. But like, if you don't have a car in Worcester, you're fucked. It's yeah. crazy how far ahead of the game like Europe was. Because when we were in the fucking middle of the foothills of fucking Tuscany. 
in a mountaintop town, there's still a fucking bus that came from Florence yeah. an hour away and picks up and drops people off in the middle of the in the middle of practically nowhere. Just a fucking town in the middle of a bunch of vineyards. So like, yeah. why can't I take the bus from here to fucking Coventry and and like rely on it to be on time? You know, because of capitalism. <laughs> Yeah, dude. <laughs> I hate having a car. Because I didn't buy my car until I was 28. I never had a license until I was like 27, 28. I took a five year break. It, it fucking sucks, dude. It's expensive. <laughs> Did you do it on purpose or were you just a broke boy with no car? Well, I moved to New York. That's why I got rid of it. Yeah. When I moved back here, I mean, I was a broke boy for a little bit, but I don't know. I, I wasn't, I didn't have a desire to get one for a little bit. Because I lived in Providence. I was like, I could walk yeah. to work. What the fuck do I need? But I, I used a bike everywhere. It wasn't until I actually like sprained my ACL that I was like, I should get a fucking car. Yeah. Because it's like annoying every time I have to go to the doctor. I need was life. that when you slipped on the ice? Yeah. Oh, honey. Yeah, that shit sucked. <laughs> did we talk about it on the bike? We're not talking about it now. Um, yeah, we did talk about it. Uh, So, Ogie's to Boston... I was in Boston for a few years, um, commuting back and forth, living here. Um, City but, fucking sucks. Yeah, Boston sucks. Like, I, <laughs> I could literally, it was literally cheaper for me to live down here. And it's pay. so brutal. The, the cost I, of living in Boston is one of the worst in the country. When I first got my job, I was up there living in an apartment that a friend of mine Went on study abroad, had a dog and a cat, and was like, hey, can you stay in my apartment? You can stay there for free. My parents are paying Gosh. the rent. And it was in Symphony. And when I asked her what the fucking uh, rent was, and it's, uh, Symphony is right behind the Christian Science Center or whatever the fuck that is. Ask. Um, behind the Boston Symphony Orchestra building on Mass Ave. The rent for this fucking apartment, just for her room in a three-bedroom apartment with no living room and, like, the tiniest little kitchen you can imagine – was like 3200 a person. That's insane. Fuck that. So I lived there for two and a half months, and then I moved back to Providence because she was coming back and whatnot, and I got into a new apartment. We had like a three-bedroom for 900 bucks. I could live in Providence and pay for a fucking commuter pass on the, on the MBTA and the fucking uh, subway, and it was still $400 cheaper than for me to find the cheapest yeah. apartment I could find in Boston. Providence used to be so cheap. So cheap, dude. Mm. It's getting pricey now too. When I got that yeah. apartment, I was by myself, and so then I, I got just a two-year lease. To get roommates, <laughs> but like, yeah. We, when I came back here and and finally stopped working in Boston, I went and worked at like a few random little restaurants. Nothing, nothing really notable. Just, just popping in and out. Yeah, just kind of working part-time jobs and 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 trying to figure out what my next move was. Uh, then I started working uh, with the guys over at Doom Brothers. I think I was like their first or second employee, and. Um, I was working with them most of the summer. Then I got a job offer to go to Sarto, which uh, that's like the pasta place. Yeah, the Italian place. Um, I've never the, been. It was uh, it was okay. You know, like uh, the people that were running it kind of had no idea what the fuck they were doing. Um, does Sounds anyone familiar? And <laughs> does anyone know what the fuck they're doing? Yeah, I like to think that I do, but at the same time, I'm also a manic fucking idiot that, like... It's all a learning process, man. <laughs> yeah. It's just... it's just exactly. Sometimes you gotta take a deep breath and be like, yo, there's gonna be a tomorrow. Uh, Damn, you really are life. in a mood, bro. This yeah. is crazy. And, and you know what? This is like a... I, I don't know what's going on with me, but it's been a couple episodes in a row where we've met up on a Sunday, and I've just been, like, on some shit. You're in a funk, bro. Bro's yeah. chilling. It's okay. Um, I'll get out of it. We're gonna get through this, bro. I'll get out of this funk. <laughs> we got this. Uh, yeah, but then, so after my 
I don't know, a year or so at Sarto. Um, I went and worked at Mills Tavern. I got a job over at Mills, and that was. Why my do I first. know that name? Mills is uh, a steakhouse. It's right across. Uh, it's right next door to Harry's. It's right across from Sport and Leisure now. Um, it's it's right on. Oh, Main it's over Street. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, not the like best work environment I ever worked in, but why, fuck, dude? The money. It's just it's fine dining. You know, oh, okay. when you go into fine dining, it's just tight. And there's fucking- people that have been there for fucking. Way too De- meticulous. Decades at this point, dude. They've been open over mm-hmm. 20 years. There's people that have been there since the day they opened. People this is that how we there. do it. This is how it's done. Exactly. And like, dude, like, I remember the ownership having a fucking conniption because I rolled my sleeves up working behind the bar. Like, it was it was like little Whoa. things like that. And, and like, dog, my balls are sweaty. Exactly. And like, <laughs> I, it was mostly because I had fucking tattoos, I think. Not because oh, yeah. I was not because I was rolling my sleeves up, but like. They eventually got over that. I, I worked there for over <laughs> over two years, and then COVID hit, and um, it it was it was it was the best money I've ever made, dude. I went from working twelve hour days and making like five to eight hundred bucks a week to like I could walk out with that in a shift. Hell yeah! Sick. And like that's th- the good good. Yeah, so uh, we we were doing good. I was able to you know save up a good amount of money, blew it all on a trip to Barcelona, and then the fucking day we got back. Uh, all the COVID shit started happening. Damn, eighty six, uh, bro. Yeah, I was lucky that I had like one very, very good week right before COVID yeah, hit. Yeah, at least you got that. In. And I got like money to last me. Like they were like, "Oh, we're gonna be closed for two weeks." I was like, "All right, I got money to last me like a month." And then two weeks turned into a month, turned into fucking two years. Like, yeah, exactly. And um, that was when we started. You know, they gave us the option after like trying to force everyone to come back. They gave everyone the option after PPP let out to like either come back and work but you know people get seniority over shifts or you can take the guaranteed money on unemployment so i ended up taking True. the guaranteed money until i went to work at nova and fuck nova nova I farms like, yeah nova farms fuck them um, oh shit. I, I like them <laughs> i lasted about a week there Tell, before what what sucked about it uh it, it they fucking lied to me about pay and shit and this and that and then the people that were running shocked. it. Yeah, it was just it was just a fucking joke, dude. I couldn't it, it was basically like I did buy a ten dollar eighth there the other day. It's probably <laughs> it's fucking sale. mids. It's on sale. <laughs> like <laughs> it was good and it was dry, but it's probably it a year old. Yeah. I don't care. It's ten bucks. I, I can yeah, go into that. I'm not saying you should care. <laughs> I can go into that in detail in private, but um but it's just it, it was a fucking we imagine, didn't even give him a spiel. Huh? We just went right into it. We, imagine usually, the we worst. usually give a spiel to our guests about fucking like <laughs> how we do shit here. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, episode 80. I, yeah. I don't give a fuck. Jay like, Rice. I'm, I, I'll own up the repercussions of whatever I say, but. Well, we can always bleep it. That too. Yeah. Um, That's what we said. <laughs> <laughs> we're, like, we're like, don't hold back. I'll bleep out anything you don't want. <laughs> But um, I mean, you know, yeah, they, they basically it was just imagine the worst corporate job you could imagine, but they made it sound like it was like not that. And then yeah. you get in there and it's just it's like, this terrible. Is, this is chill, dude. We sell weed. Yeah, exactly. And like it's like you can't have any, though. It, it was just <laughs> like I wasn't going to go in there and do all of this for the money that they were paying when I know the type of money that they make in the marijuana industry, especially at that time. Yeah. Like I think their first day open, they did like fucking you know, crazy, crazy sales that mm-hmm. would have like fucking covered everything yeah. that they put into the fucking place like within a week. So like after I left there, they kind of fucked me in the unemployment realm and I was just kind of like trying to find a job. It's middle of COVID. That's when we started making the edibles and shit. And that yeah. was like, 
I, I, that was like a full-time job. I was, we were doing good. We were, we were, we had a good, a good demand of customers and whatnot. And then Masa came born out of my apartment. And once we realized that we made good beauty at tacos that were infused, we were like, yo, like we could probably sell this. And, uh, we started doing just friends and family, just like, yo, like I had a square account. I made just like a free website with it. And I was just like, if you guys want, you could just order through here. It was getting deposited directly into my, my bank account. And we were just splitting the money. I was kind of a fucking idiot at, at the start and didn't really know exactly what I was doing. So <laughs> three weeks in our friend, Lara from buns and bites was like, yo, um, I want to like take a picture of that with my butt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yo, it works for her, dude. She's hey, fucking, I, she's we, I want her genius. on the show. I mean, she's a great marketer. So. She's she's a fucking marketing genius, dude. And like, if she was in a much larger market and she wasn't just in Providence, everyone around the fucking country would know her. Like, yeah. It, but it's the fact Providence that is a little too cool for the rest of the country. <laughs> yeah, a little too but, hip. You know, it's just it's the fact that we're in a small market. Like, if she was in Boston, she'd have three to four or five times the followers that she has, and she like everyone would know her. Yeah, I mean, in Boston and Massachusetts, the way that that people like when she comes in, like, there's been a couple times she's come and done shoots with us at Rock and Rye or at the food truck, and like, I, almost every time, someone shit walks blows by, up. Like, yeah. oh my god, you're you're Laura from Buns and Bites, and like everyone wants to like take a any any time. Uh, it's just. What did it used to be two girls that did buns and bites and now it's just the one? Well, so there's Lara who like created it and then there's uh Jackie Piva, her like photographer and friend. And, okay. So sometimes she's um, a part of it too. She's like it's the two okay, of them now. Cool. And but they, it's it seems like sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Like any uh business that they go to like immediately after their post is like a you know, like yeah. gets a ton of business. You 100%. Know what I mean? And and that's just like, which is good. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, I don't know if you know, shout out um, buns and bites. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever heard of Keith Lee, the uh, dude on TikTok, but like, he's like, is a he former... like, is that kid rocks real name? <laughs> <laughs> wow. uh, uh, no. It's like, yeah, I think I saw him taking out some Bud Light cans with an AR. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so Keith Lee, um, is, arguably the biggest food reviewer on TikTok, and he's the mm -hmm. type of, he's uh, he's a former mma fighter from vegas and um his whole thing is just like he he goes in and he gives like honest reviews of places if he likes it and he, he always says like this is based on my preferences you say he's he, bigger than portnoy he's huge like he's <laughs> like he's way big like portnoy can get a place busy for a couple of weeks Keith Lee goes to a place, and that place is it, it's How life changing. I heard for of this these dude. Maybe I have. I'm gonna it's, look up it's, a picture. It's literally Keep life changing for these people. I've seen people go from like there's a food truck that I follow from Vegas. I forget the fucking name of it, but they went from no customers every night in the fucking parking lot of a strip club in Vegas to now to every just, single yeah. night they sell out of every single item, mm -hmm. and they have a line down the block for the entire time it. they're open. And oh, this guy looks cool. Yeah, and like <laughs> he's he's. He went. He went from nothing to like the like the king of TikTok. Like Chipotle, literally. Oh, did a brand up deal here with, with the nothing. I see some pictures of him with WWE belts. Yeah, so he was he was he a had, former. He had some dubs already. Lo lower level, like UFC. He wasn't in the UFC like or Bellator. It was like one of the like smaller leagues. Yeah, but he was a professional fighter, and then you know he he got into just reviewing food and like it like. I think that like it's it's crazy the platform that people like the same them have. Keith Lee? And, oh no, this is Keith Lee. This is it there be are like two, Keith Lee like one two five or something. There is a Keith Lee MMA fighter and a Keith Lee uh, WWE wrestler. Really? How funny <laughs> is that? 
That's funny. Uh, I mean, Keith Lee, it's a very, sounds like a very common name, but um, yeah, like it, on the topic of like Lara bringing like business, like every single time we work with Lara, it increases our profits by like, or sorry, I shouldn't say profits. It increases our revenue by like 25 to 50%, depending on what we do. Like when we first started the business and she posted the first time, we woke up from like 400 followers that was just like friends and like family to like fucking 5,000 followers. Yeah, that shit's mm -hmm. crazy. And we got kicked out of our apartment because because it got too hot it got so hot that like I you were on that like hotline pizza gig for a while right like yeah you were just but selling like, it out i had literally door birria taco shit i had dozens of cars lining up outside my apartment building and i was living in a fucking loft building so like it wasn't really easy to be low-key and i, I, yeah, I we don't yeah, remember yeah. how exactly it happened but we had a private link for the website and i think it like was made public on the instagram so after all of these fucking followers saw it and we had like posted like that. We were one of them it. was a food inspector and was like, yo, what's going on here? No, we had, we went, we were doing, like I said, we were doing like a couple hundred dollars worth of food that we were selling. And overnight we sold like $3,200 after Lara posted that. Oh and shit. We were just sitting there the next morning. Like, dude, how the fuck do like, I can't call these people and just be like, yo, I can't do this. Yeah. But at the same time, like how do I cook all of this food off of two $20 fucking Walmart griddles in my apartment yeah. that can fit eight tacos at a time. And people are ordering 10, 15, 20 tacos. Yeah. Like, bigger, like, bigger boat. But. Dude, yeah. <laughs> so after that week and we still, we, they hadn't like, they, we hadn't been served with a notice or anything. That they were terminating our lease. So like after that week, I was just like, yo, we got to stop doing this here. We got to find a commissary and we got to find somewhere to pop up quick. Exactly. And like by the end of the week, I had set something up with Owen over at Gastro's. Um, he had a commissary kitchen in, in one socket. He let us get in there while we were getting all of our like health department stuff in order. Cause we were just like, yo, like 5,000 followers overnight. Like we can make this a business. Like this can be a reality for us. And um, we ended up getting, you know, we ended up getting all of the food made. Um, I don't know how I was able to make as much yeah, food as I damn. did in my apartment. Um, cause like to do that number right now on the food truck or in the restaurant, I need to do, uh, I need a walk-in full of prep. So I don't know how we pulled it off, but we did. And at the time it was just birria. There was no chicken. There was no carnitas. Mm -hmm. There was no veggie. It was just birria. One option. And mm -hmm. I was literally cooking hotel pans in my home oven full of birria and just like hoping that it would be done in time. And, uh, the anxiety yeah, dude, of it, cooking it, shit for a long time. If you've is ever like, watched the fucking bear and you see that first episode where they're freaking out because he's like, yo, like what the fuck there's bone in beef. And, uh, uh, Carmi's like, yeah, it's, it's fucking bone in. It's got to cook too long. Like, like that's like the anxiety that I was feeling of like, I know what that's oh, like. Oh shit. It's not ready at the normal time. And like, it, yeah, like this yeah. was supposed to cook for like 12 hours and be done, and it's 14 hours yeah. and it's still not done type shit. Exactly. Uh, do you hear about season two of The Bear? I did, dude. I like Bobby O, kid. <laughs> Big O coming to The Bear. <laughs> Bob uh, Odenkirk. Well, yeah. Sorry, I'm, 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 I'm watching the last season of Better Call Saul right now, so I'm like pretty hyped. Good, good, good episodes. Yeah. The last three episodes, very good. Um, I just watched No spoilers dude. Okay No no spoilers Okay I haven't seen the last season hey, It's on mind. Netflix now Well finally, that's good Finally A lot of A lot of brains Getting blown out <laughs> <laughs>
As expected, though, because like it's like that. Watching, I love Better Call Saul it's so like much. Watching, it's like watching the ending of Breaking Bad. Like, no, like, it's different because you know what happens in Breaking Bad. So you're you're playing process of elimination in your head. You're like these characters aren't in Breaking Bad, so something's gonna happen to these characters. Oh no, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's like you know the what I mean. End of Breaking Bad, where people just start getting killed off. Like it's 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 very similar. Yeah, but with with. Better call Saul. I'm just saying because it's the precursor and you're like, okay, I know Saul Goodman's in Breaking Bad. I know Gustavo's in Breaking Bad. Yeah. But I know character A, B, C, D, E, because I don't want to do any yeah, spoilers. Yeah, I mean, you're already spoiling There's, it. They're so. not, they're not going to be in it. So. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, 100%. Fucking love that shit. I love right. Bob Odenkirk. I reel it in. What, you don't? I love Mr. Show. Yeah. Okay. Um, but Pat, Passionate. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Don't have to reel it in. You're right. I'm sorry. All right, y'all. I want to talk to you guys about a new sponsor we got here on the podcast. All right. Talk about Frontier Farms. Okay. Established in 2020. Shouts out to the homies. All right. This is a farm located at 449 Westerly Bradford Road in Westerly. And they got a plant sale coming up next weekend, y'all. Saturday, May 20th, 9 to 5. And Sunday, May 21st on 95. Or, you know, until the plants sell out. They're going to have a curated mix of veggies, herbs, and edible flowers for for your restaurants, y'all. So um, some highlights about the farm. They're located on a nature preserve, and they're 100% chemical-free. They grow using regenerative practices, working in harmony with nature. Harmony, y'all. <laughs> y'all. <laughs> they have a seasonal selection of fresh herbs and veggies all summer long, y'all. Okay? If you know about that Rhode Island produce... You already know. Dude, they have great produce. Okay, so if you can't make to the plant sale, that's fine. But they also have a CSA program. They have a farm stand, and they have farmer's markets. So if you want full details about them, you can go check out their website at FrontierFarmRI.com or hit up their Instagram at FrontierFarmRI. All right? Also, they sell directly to kitchens. So, you know, all you chefs out there looking for some gas produce. Yeah, if you finna eat, like, some Kings... Hit up some kings and queens over there. Frontier Farms. Yeah. Shout out to Jim and Cass, the homies. Frontier Farms, y'all. Uh, okay. Yeah, so once we got into that commissary kitchen, uh, we were there for a couple months while we were figuring out the whole health department thing. Uh, we ended up getting an insane offer and um, like all credit to Josh and Corn from Mings because if they didn't move into their uh, their new space and, and put – the word in to Tim and Minnie uh, from Chi Kitchen um, that, you know, a lot we of people involved space. in this moving around. Yeah. So Josh and Corn own Mings. They have their sandwich bar now. Okay. They used to have the commissary kitchen that me and Brian from A Guy in His Pie use now. And that is owned by Tim and Minnie from Chi Kitchen, which is a, a local kimchi company. Oh my God. I know. I know. Okay. They're in all the Whole Foods. Yeah. It's yeah. Of fucking course, amazing of kimchi. The kimchi pickles are oh. out of this world and don't fucking buy the Cleveland Kraut kimchi pickles if you see them because they stole that from Tim. Love <laughs> kimchi. Okay. Heard that. But his kimchi pickles are out of this world good. And um, I fucking, whenever I get them to like mess around with, I'll eat the whole jar in a day. So is this, you still were with the first partner? I was still with the first partner, and we were together for a couple of months. So you're but just like, you're at the point where you're like, all right, we're busy as fuck. We're bouncing around trying to find a place to cook food, pretty much. Yeah. Right? And like, so that's got to be, it's like a a restaurant, a restaurant without a building that you're popping around. Like, it's like, it's got to exactly. be frustrating trying to figure out a 
a setting to be in. You know it, what I mean? The first few months was rough because we were doing everything. Like I had, I had bought a SUV during COVID. Uh, what with kind? The, a fucking Ford Edge, brother. Nice. <laughs> Edge Lord. Um, Edge Lord. Yeah, I was Edge until I was eighteen, and then I discovered marijuana and. Uh, the rest is history. Yeah, I was edge until I was like 16. So Yeah. <laughs> I was in that like New York straight edge hardcore scene. Oh yeah. Shout out Mark Hunley. <laughs> That's Rhode Island. But yeah. Oh yeah. Um <laughs> uh I I remember me and my girl went into Bolt one day and my girl said something to him like, Yo, didn't you used to be in Barrier Dead? And then the fucking the guys that were there with him started going uh, started like that making fun of so him. Funny. I don't think he I don't think he like acknowledged me for like a couple times that I went in and then one day he was just like, Oh hey man, how are you? And I felt really bad because like I well, you guys popped up there, right? We did, yeah. Um, Months we did a, we, that was like that was one like of in our, the beginning, right? So that was one of our first pop ups that we actually did that was legit and um we were using their licensing, um, you know, similar to like how other people who didn't have, um, you know, who were fighting for the cottage laws at the time. Yeah. Um, they let us use the kitchen and whatnot. And we had the fucking health department pull up. And they wow. were, you know, through a um, through just like a, a group of people that I know, I figured out who ratted me out. And, um, you know, it's. I wonder what, the, what is, someone. Yeah. Rat- wait, wait, wait. Someone so, ratted you out. So I was curious as to how they like kind of figured out that we were doing shit out of my apartment. And I did a pop up a few weeks prior where, um, you know, someone was saying like, hey, like so and so was asking about your licenses and said that you didn't have them. And they let the they let the name slip. And I was just like, oh, so that's who it was that that, you know, because they were friends with my landlord. Drop it. Uh, no, I'm going to, okay. <laughs> a gentleman doesn't tell. Yeah, it's fine. That's fine. Uh, um, respect, but it's just, I'll get a lot of bullshit for it. Cause no one's going to believe me. So but. when you popped out at bolt though, you were still like, uh, we were still, we hadn't gotten, you were home. I don't want to call it homeless. We were like, at you know gastros at the time. We were still out of okay, gastros. Okay. So, um, they basically just, you know, they showed up, tempt everything, made sure that, you know, Brian from Bolt was giving us permission to use it. They, she basically walked in and was like, we just want to make sure you have permission to use the space. And I'm just like, how the fuck you think I got in here, dude? Like, of course yeah. I have permission yeah, to use yeah, the yeah, space. Yeah. Like, what, like <laughs> That's stupid funny. shit. But she was just like, yeah, we got an anonymous tip that someone got food poisoning from one of your one of your pop ups. Mm. And I was like, oh, uh, well, that's not possible, but whatever. Um you know, like they they tempt our stuff. We're always on point. Like I'm, you know, there was no problems. There was no problems. Yeah. yeah, and we did our service just as normal. Um, at the time, we were still like entirely pre order. Like you couldn't just walk in and order. Um, it was entirely pre orders, and we were selling out before two p.m. every day. Um, so when did uh, sorry? I want to skip ahead a little bit. How did you get into the Rock and Rye? So. D- Dirty Deck uh, owns Rock and Rye, and um, he just like hit me up on Instagram one day. Was like, yo, like. Let's meet up, talk about doing a pop up one night a week or so, and because um, that's like, it, like, do you consider that like a flagship at this point? Uh, kind of like it, it's, it's kind of like it's like home base right, right now. Um, you know, Wednesday through Sunday we're open there. Um, we've been trying out brunch on the weekends, and we're trying to you know get one or two days open on like either Monday or a Tuesday mm-hmm. uh, to try and bring in like an industry crowd. Uh, but it's been a good relationship. Um, the deal we have over there is great, and you know we kind of work in tandem, kind of like how Ogie's has the kitchen separate from the bar, and yeah. everything's rung in separately. Uh, we do the same concept over there, but we just have QR self serve ordering. Um, I get a lot of bullshit from some customers about it because they're like why do I have to do the server's job? And, you know, there's a server to bring me drinks, but I have to order my own food. And then, 
Um, Fucking babies. Yeah, and then like we we people we have just a, love to complain. We have a, just a flat three dollar service charge on every Myself order included. that comes in, and that's to cover you know. We're using a lot of disposable stuff, uh, takeaway stuff. Like, there's so many times where someone's like, oh, can I get hot sauce? And, like, we charge for the hot sauces. But, like, if someone places an order and then comes up to me and is like, hey, like, can I get hot sauce? I'm not going to make them pull out their fucking card for a 75-cent side of salsa. Yeah. So, like, that just kind of covers all that shit. But <laughs> I, like, I, anytime someone complains about it, I'm just like, hey, would you rather me increase the prices 10 to 20% across the board? Or, and like to account for all of these things that I don't factor into my food cost, or would you rather just pay? It's literally fucking three dollars. God, what's his name? I'm feeling like a fucking moron right now. Yeah, he's got the best memes in the industry. The chef of uh, oh. Eddie's Barbecue, uh, Dirk's Barbecue, Eddie's Barbecue. <laughs> Shout <laughs> Ed, out Eddie's Barbecue, Ed, Dirk's Ed Barbecue. Yeah, Ed Davis posted the best fucking meme today on that account. Or well, he do be making. Some I good actually, memes. I, I'm guessing it's him <laughs> that's making the memes. But just a meme about how people are always just complaining about the service industry and then never wanting to like have to. They're always complaining about shit and then they're yeah. always complaining about prices. So it's like you gotta. Well, you know it, what I mean. It's, like it's one of those things where like and and I tell people all the time like there are so many places in Providence that like I just been telling people for years like don't go here this these people treat their staff like shit or like yeah. this this happened like something really bad they stole from their employees and like i'll tell people and then i still see those same people go to the places and i'm just like you don't really care about these well, things okay. you just want to act I, like i you love do, that you, know? you just said that because this is another hot take that like i mean it's not really a hot take but it's like we're in a time now where people get you know canceled and yeah all that shit but it's like, they, I've heard it in sports so many times. It's like, you can be the biggest piece of shit you want if you have a product that everyone's going to line up with no matter what. Yeah. And like, you know what I mean? Like, you can be an <laughs> asshole. Like, if, all right, NHL, 100%. just because it's my forte. If you are a piece of shit NHL player that does scumbag shit and you don't have a good season, you're fucked. Yeah. But if you put up 50 goals, no one's batting an eye. You yeah, know what I mean? 100%. Mm-hmm. Like, 100%. there are places in everywhere, but let's say in Rhode Island that I know of, where I'm like, this is a scum-ass establishment. Fuck them. Fuck yeah. everything they're about. I still want that product, though. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, so, it's yeah. like, you know, I mean, I, without dropping any names, it's just like, I go in there, I'm like, fuck this place. Fuck everyone here. But I need that sandwich, so... Yeah. Yeah, and like... And then there are other places where I'm like, <laughs> give them all your fucking money. You know what I mean? I don't promote those places. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm not like, go to Eastside Pockets, you know? <laughs> I, I, it's it's just, you know, like, I, for so many years, I was, I was just, like, constantly trying to tell people, like, yo, like, fuck this place, fuck that place. And, like, I've gotten to the point now where, like, I'll tell friends that, and I'm just like, oh, like... You know, like there's places that I've left and, and I'm not going to drop names, but like there's places that I've left on bad terms because they've done illegal things or they've done or they let people. Well, with hold things. up here. Illegal and bad. I don't think always are the same. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I guess. But was, you, was you doing it out your apartment bad? No. 100%. Was it illegal? And yeah. when I look back on that well and done. me starting yes. this business out of my apartment and, you know, they just passed the cottage law. <coughs> As someone that started my fucking business that is, you know, 
for you want to tell want to tell us what the cottage law is real quick the cottage law is the law that allows you to make food items out of your home and sell them to the general public mm. um, provided that the read department that. of health comes in and inspects your place so like obviously mm-hmm. your what kitchen- happens if you don't open the door though um then you don't get a license you can, if they can't expect you you can't get a license okay there you go um so like if you're cooking out of your home but you have a fucking cat the health department's not going to pass you unless your kitchen is separated and like yeah. or you put the cat in the basement when they come well not even that like they find cat hair or whatever like they basically want to make sure that the place that you're cooking mm. out of is clean and sanitary just as it would be in a commercial setting mm-hmm. and yeah. for the longest time i was so for cottage law but having done it myself and cooked out of my home and like tried to tried to like start a commercial business that does food I, I there's so much fucking risk for for foodborne illness and and mistakes and 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 getting hurt and like it's just something that I've completely changed my opinion on and I don't think we should have passed the cottage law that being said the cottage law, I believe, only applies to like baked goods and maybe pastries. it should be like edited. Look at this you motherfucker I mean? trying to pull the ladder up after himself. <laughs> well, like you know, <laughs> this motherfucker. I think I well, like there should be some sort of regulation. I understand that, but it's like well, in Massachusetts, there are just is there are so many uh, institutions with all their licenses. All of their things yep. passed that I could go walk in that kitchen right now and be like, it's this fucking is gross. fucking gross. Yeah. I'm not eating here. Definitely. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But what I, so what I, I don't what know. I'm talking about in, in terms of like safety is like, if you're cooking fucking birria in the quantities that I was, I don't have, excuse me. I don't have the refrigeration to properly cool that. Yeah. You know? So that's what I mean when I'm bringing up like foodborne illnesses is like, if you're making it trying to, trying to cool something in your home fridge or home freezer, How'd you do it? I was cooking everything to order. Like I wasn't oh, cooling yeah, anything. Yeah, everything yeah, yeah, was staying okay. hot. I had induction burners. I was running extension cords from my fucking bedroom, dude. I was tripping breakers. Yeah, I set I'm sure off the, the f- alarm a few times. The fire inspector would have loved that shit. <laughs> Like it, it, it got to the point where, you know, like I said, we had to fucking like take a step back and just be like, yo, like we need to move. We need to move. We need to upgrade. If we want to continue doing this, we need to make it a reality and uh, and and make it, you know, our business. And that's when we both decided, uh, my former partner and I. That's when we were both like, hey, like we're gonna jump into this full time. And uh, he, we both didn't have jobs at the time, so we both. So when did he back out? All right. Well, I don't want to say back out, but. <laughs> What so, happened and like, you know, to now make, it's you and your partner. To make things, my fiance, fiance yeah. yeah um, congratulations. Thanks, dog. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, to make things like as simple as possible, um, I noticed some money issues and our taxes weren't being paid. And that was one of his responsibilities. Um, money was missing that was adding up close to the amounts of the, you know, the estimated tax payments. Yeah, sure. And we finally got a bookkeeper and she was kind of getting, because like I said, when we started this, this was a learning curve. So like, yeah, I wasn't keeping track of expenses, categorizing things. Like I wasn't scanning in receipts, tracking cash. Like I was literally just uh, of like, course. You're, you're hustling, bro. Exactly. Like I was treating it like I was still selling fucking weed. Yeah. Like I was like, oh shit, there's 500 bucks and I only got to pay. A hundred for food costs. Like I got four hundred bucks in my ten pocket. crack commandments. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> ten crack commandments. <laughs> that was great. Um, so yeah. 
we get to a point where over the summer we had been searching for a food truck or trailer. Homeboy decided to buy not this past summer. Uh, the the uh, summer of twenty twenty one. Okay, when, so we, pretty, were, when pretty, we were searching for everything, yeah, okay. and um, homeboy decided like, you know, we had looked at one that was in Long Island. We took the ferry over. We checked it on out. Long Island. On Long Island, and um, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> no, you're um, from New York, bro. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, so sorry about we the look, sneezes. We looked at this, and homeboy said that he was just going to spend his money on it. And he was going to put it in his name, and then. You know, transfer it over instead of doing what I told him from the get-go, which was, yo, just put the money into the business account. We buy it through the business account, and then it becomes an asset. And then you don't have to do anything on paper, resell it, because you're going to have to register it. It's going to cost you money. And, like, mm-hmm. just, you know, in turn, like, I'm thinking from a business sense. Homeboy decided to just buy it out himself, 12 grand, and um, actually, I think it was even more than that. I think it was, like, 18. I, for- I fucking forget, but... He bought it without testing any of the electricity on it, like testing the equipment, nothing. Like all he did was just look at it. Was like, "Yo, this is good." So I'm just like, "All right, if 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 bro thinks that it's good, it's his money. It's not a business. Um, it's not a business asset at the moment." So, you know, me thinking in the long term, I was like, "If something happens with it, the business is not going to be liable, and mm-hmm. we're not going to take a loss on this." So we get a couple months down the road, we finally realize that like. The electricity has to be redone. The hood system is going to have to be it redone. Sucks. Like, it yeah. sucks. Yeah. Like it was a dud. So I was just like, you know, me and my, my fiance, who was a small percentage. She was basically the tiebreaker vote. Both of us had a little less than 50% ownership and she had the tiebreaker. And basically she fucking never agrees with me on anything. So like, it's not like, <laughs> it's not like bias. We, yeah. It's not like there was bias. Like the, the, the one time that we had to have a tiebreaker was when we started to talk about this trailer and, um, Homeboy, we tell him, hey, we can't take on this trailer as a business expense. So you're just going to have to sell it, get as much money back for it as you can, and then put that money back into the business, and we will use it towards the purchase of a, of a truck or trailer that's ready to go. Because we were like, I was finally able to like get a, a decent-sized loan, something that would allow us to buy a mid-sized price truck. Like I, I ended up getting a really good deal on the truck that we have now. It's beautiful. I mean, um, the paint job's sick too. The, so. Yeah, the wrap job is good. It makes it look newer than it is, but it's a 98 and it, 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 it needed some work when I got it, but it's good now. Sure. Um, but he, he had a fucking meltdown over that because he was just like, I wasted my fucking money on this, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, this is business, bro. Like, you, you tried to, to help him. You tried yeah, to tell like, him not to. You wanted to start a business. We take, there are profits, there are losses, just like fucking any other, any other business. And, you know, I told you, like, if you put this through the business, the two of us would be taking on this loss and we'd be trying to sell this to yeah. get money for the, but you, but you did it yourself. You registered it to your name. You didn't register it to the business. So he emptied our fucking bank accounts the next day. This is, we should take notes, DCOT. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> um, but yeah, so he emptied our bank accounts the next day and I'm um, taking that note. You want this mic back? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when we, we finally discovered it, because I get a call from one of my reps, and they're like, yo, your payments bounced. And I was like, how the fuck is that possible? Like, there's plenty of money in the account. And um, I call up my banker, and he's just like, yeah. He's like, Chris came in yesterday to fucking take out uh, a bunch of money. He said it was a, a repayment for the loan. And um, we had gotten a loan from um, his girlfriend, who had given us money to start the business. Um, and because... He had decided in that moment he was going to split off from us and just take the money. Um, he wanted that loan back. He wanted that loan back to pay her, uh, even though we had like a, a pre a pre a, a pre agreed upon 
uh, loan repayment. Mm-hmm. Sure. And um, basically we had to go to court or we didn't go to court. We, we ended up going through litigation with lawyers and whatnot. And he tried to take the business from us. Um, he tried to use the trailer as collateral and say that like that was his equity. He never put it through the business. He put it all on paper to himself. So he ended up, you know, shooting himself in the Taking foot. On the that. Um, we came to an agreement. We uh, paid a set amount price uh, well below what he was trying to get. And then, uh, you know, me and my fiance have been doing it on our own since October of 2021. And ever since then, you know. I mean, if you're still, uh, I always say this in the show, if you're still open, you're doing something right. So, yeah. like, well, you know, one of what the I problems mean? was is like, you know, the kid didn't fucking graduate high school. And, you know, I met him through other jobs that I worked at. We were very, Neither did very Elon good. Musk, bro. Huh? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just like, kidding. I, I, all billionaires he, deserve he, to die. He was in charge. One hundred percent. It's a fact. Agree. It's 100%. a fact. You have more. There than, should be no billionaires. You, no one needs more than a hundred million dollars. No one needs more. Let than alone like five hundred million dollars. <laughs> let alone that times twenty five. Um, but you're finna lynch these people. Is what you're saying? <laughs> Not personally, but I won't feel bad if we started doing it. I mean, I agree that billionaires shouldn't exist, but that doesn't mean I'm trying to unexist them. I'm not that. I am not saying I want to be the executioner, but like, <laughs> of course you're not. If we public, if we publicly executioned Jeez. Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos or Bill Gates or one of those guys, I'm cheering. It would it would like I'm cheering. It would within seconds be better for everything on the planet. I don't think we should bring back public execution anytime soon. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I'm in favor of that. Yes, I disagree. But okay, <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> wow. Um, hey, we need listen. Where were we? Revolutions aren't started peacefully, my friend. They're not televised either. <laughs> there you go. Well, this anyone from now on will be because we all have that was Gil's got hair and you know, that was in the seventies. We got the iPhones now. It will be televised. Definitely. It will be TikToked. <laughs> yes, it will be live streamed. Yeah, there will be a G Perico song mm. in the background. <laughs> the revolution <laughs> will be liked and favorited. Um, where was I? We were, uh, um, oh, no, we're deep, man. This yeah, an hour and a half in. We're 86th. Yeah. Um, well, no, I fin- still got some questions to, fi- to finish it up on that topic. Um, w- he was in charge of food. I was in charge of operations. So like I was dealing with the front of the house, managing the website, all that stuff. Um, bro could not fucking food cost to save his life, bro. Uh, when I finally like took over all the food costing, I realized that everything was, you know, everything that w- it was costing us a dollar and he had it, you know, he was charging two dollars on the menu for it, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and and basic food cost is if it costs you a dollar, you charge three, mm-hmm. four if you're in like a very high, high like prime 30, retail thirty percent baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, also tip thirty percent. <laughs> I actually I was gonna, I'm glad you just said that too because I mean well, I don't even have to say it at this point, but yeah. um Tip fucking 40, bitch. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck is I your problem? Why do you insist on passing the buck to, to customers so much instead of having servers get paid? You're the one that wage? just said you're not down to publicly execute the rich. So Yeah, exactly. Well, I stand by so They're I, the people stopping good. systems from becoming like good. 
people. I, like, why are you so obsessed with hurting the customer? <laughs> like, why? Like, the customers are the ones getting served. I'm, it's not hurting. You're just paying. You're, car, you're I'm having not, the, I'm not, well, listen, you're I'm passing the hurting. If you're a business owner that doesn't want to pay servers a living wage and you want to do tip based, then yeah, you're choosing to pass the book. Yeah, I to get your that, customer. but no business is sustainable otherwise. I think that you're wrong. Not, I disagree. <laughs> I think it's just the would way you be, that Would the you business, be running without tips? Listen, if I, I, I could be running without tips because we But do, would you be running with your staff currently without tips? I would probably be paying them a lot more than I am now. And you'd um, probably have less and, of them. But the food costs would be a lot higher. And that goes into what I was saying with like, mm -hmm. you know, we charge the, the $3 service charge on our orders is like, when I went to, when I was in Europe, like everything, there's, there's no tipping. So like everything was significantly more expensive in most places, London and, and, mm -hmm. and Barcelona and Florence. Yeah, it's, all, it's weird how uh, all those businesses are working, Max. And, all those businesses uh, yeah, also. Yeah, so what, what, fine. what I'm saying uh, is America won't be able to in, do that. Those businesses are in usually family-owned buildings. Um, taxes are mm -hmm. much lower on that. Like That's mm -hmm. why wine from, uh, that's why wine from Europe it's is It's almost as if California. all the billionaires own all the property <laughs> in this country. Why? Yeah. I mean, bro, I'm Nobody's looking on at, the other side wait, of this on, argument. I, I got a new hot tipping take that I wanted to bring up. Um, oh, what? It's 50% now? <laughs> no, I, I'm still on the 30% tip. Bump. I mean, if you're a real G, If you're not tipping up, 100%, then If you tip 20%, you're tipping the normal amount you should be tipping yeah which is basically being like okay you did your job here's the money yep tipping 30 percent is saying hey i respect you as a human being no it anything isn't anything over that is like yo we're boys um, have you seen the fucking um i i saw it on tiktok a couple weeks ago but like have you seen the new trend of fucking people putting down like a bunch of singles on the table and like taking them away or putting them back that's not a new trend that's like an old lady at brunch yeah thing. Wait, say it again? Trash. so like i, I saw it's this video oh they put the, like, they put the five dollars and then the table as the service singles. goes they, every time yeah. you fuck up i'm taking like, a dollar if they walk by and didn't fill his water He'd take a dollar away. And I like, mean, if you're bro, tipping cheap, that's fucked up. But if someone comes up to my bar and puts five Benjamins down, <laughs> I'm going to be like, it's, no, it's still right, fucking bro, ridiculous. Game fucking on. No, that's rude. On it's the fucking topic pathetic. It is rude. You, you're not, it is you can't rude. Tru treat servers okay, like but, they're less so, than human. On the topic of tipping. They, they do anyway, so. Um, so this happened to me a, a handful of times at Mills. And as, I mean, as you can understand, like a... a a place that's centered around wine and you know steakhouse vibes. Steakhouse is like I would hate to be a server at a steakhouse. It's so I fucking like it's easy, just bro. Like, it's so easy. All you gotta do is fucking polish wine glasses and no. Your but food. I just I feel like people <laughs> complain because it's like steaks. Motherfuckers Yo, always be complaining about steaks. Carlos on the grill at not if we could eat because we'd be yeah. smacking. But like I feel like people pay a lot of money for steaks, so if something's slightly fucked up, they're pissed. This yeah. dude Carlitos worked the grill uh, at Mills, and when he worked, steaks were perfect. Like, right. do okay. not question that. So you man. didn't have that problem. If there. you went to the window and said, "Is this medium rare?" and like you were he questioning him, he he wouldn't even say. He'd be like, "Fucking take the food, Poppy." Like, yeah, he, he, got you, got you. But like, there there were nights where like Carlos wasn't working, so like you, you might have the occasional. Like, I'm just saying in general, up, but, uh, you know, I don't know about specific. The amount of complaints that I had working in fine dining were way less than I get. Like even just like serving fucking tacos now, like wow. people, people have more strong opinions <laughs> about the way that I serve or, or, or cook my tacos compared to like the steaks and, and, and well, the proposed I mean, dishes at mills. Steak is some white boy shit. hundred percent. I so love like, hey, a white boy, but you can cook a good steak. And I'll tell you this, the mills food, the 
Capital Grill does everything much better than you know Mills, and that's because they're a fucking machine. But the one thing that Mills has on any other steakhouse in the city, wood charcoal grill. Mm, that sounds nice. And like you know, I think the only other people that have a grill like that, aside from you guys, is Great Northern. And like it's it's something that a lot of people overlook is like mm-hmm. w- wood adds so much flavor to food. Facts. And the I've gotten steaks at Capital Grill during restaurant week, and they're fucking mid. But you go to Cap- you go to Mills, the that steak would. is always fire. Like, I'd say his name is Figadini too. Figu- just, I had the flank glowing. steak. I mean, like I had the flank steak when we were there last week. Nice. It was fire. Yeah. Um, I didn't get to I didn't get to do my hot take though. <laughs> okay, what's your hot so take? So this ties back to Duncan. Um, I had a very nice experience there too. Like the people were really nice. We should start tipping them. We do. I mean, there we are locations no, that but won't allow just, it though. But like, you don't tip. Like, I feel like. It sucks because, like, I I'm sure that it not needs to be an institutional or, thing or because or I don't carry cash, so I can't just be tipping them all the time. But like, you should be tipping the drive-through motherfuckers now. I yeah. think so. McDonald's deserves tips. They're not well, getting you saw paid. The Shut the shit fuck that, up. Why? You saw the awkward D, shit why the D people should be getting paid more I, by their nothing, bosses? There's nothing in anyone's power that's going to stop McDonald's from doing McDonald's scumbag shit. So, so you us, say that now we... A, us as a community have to come together to help out our fellow No, people. you change the system. 100%. You got to change the system. When has the system changed? And you're it's the not going to change by you telling customers that they have to pay more while owners of businesses walk home with the same profits, if not more. You know, it's fucking bullshit that you're passing the buck to customers. Like the people um, that make the money so then, on top but, should be paying their own again. Workers I don't more. have a solution. Why? Why is it moment, my so, job to pay your workers? It's your job to pay your fucking workers. So here's a what here's a fuck? good take I have on that. Yeah, but it's, dude, it's, you realize if if those went into effect, like you'd have like. Mass no restaurants. <laughs> yeah, it would be, be no a rough transition. I'm not saying it wouldn't be. I'm <laughs> saying it's bullshit. That what you're gonna twenty years from now you're gonna be like it's seventy percent now, bitches. And it's like <laughs> what the fuck, dude? When does it end? Well, Meanwhile, the people that well, own the hold restaurants up, hold are up. walking home if, with the same money listen, all, every year. If we're going, if we're going into Trash. like the future, there's not much of one. Like seventy years from now, I don't like. Yeah. I, think, I don't think tipped um, workers are going to exist, but I'm just saying for the moment until years. until the system gets changed by these magic good people that do the right things. Yeah, you should tip thirty percent. And again, twenty percent is you tipping. Just saying you did a satisfactory job. That's all that's required. Yeah, that's all that's required. Yeah. Correct. And actually, nothing's required. Exactly. But if you're tipping twenty percent, you're cheap. That's it. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> this is the way it is. The take I'll have, I have on, on the whole like tipping thing is like, we do you need to, my, do you my, deserve to be beheaded like Elon <laughs> Musk? No, but you're being a little cheap. Um, like I, your, your, bill, your boss is if you're, being cheap if you're by bill, not paying if you're you. Bill, like, if that's you're, the thing. Like, I'll tell you, you, like, like the you know what gets me the most, the you know what gets me the most pissed? Like almost more pissed than like a bad, uh, uh, like, Tipping fifth, like five percent, is when I get when I give someone a bill that's like a hundred and six bucks, and they leave me a twenty because it's like, dog, you just tip me under twenty percent, but you think it's okay because it's just under. Yeah. Well, there's also the people that won't tip on tax, and that's a whole other fucking discussion of of, of cheap. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. But- I mean, personally, no. I think every restaurant should be like, hey, now, you know, here we go. Here's a solution for you. No more tipping. An automatic forty percent charge is on every bill, and it's going to the workers. Yeah, duh. 
that's, do that's do that. That's what I'm talking about. Things are more expensive, but you don't have to tip. Like, I do do that for the all The business of our makes more money because they charge more. Then they pay their workers more money. And you're no longer like... I guess, but everyone would bitch. Everyone would be like, I don't want my steak we're to be $70. Right now, no, we're bitching right now, bro. People are bitching because I'm not bitching arguments about, yeah, about but how much do I tip on this? How much do I tip on that? If you remove the I, whole question, there would be less people would People would bitch more about the prices of food than wages. It's a fact because not everyone, okay. not everyone has to deal with shit wages. Everyone has to deal with people the price are gonna of food. bitch about anything no matter what. Yeah, but like, like so the, like, there's big differences in what you're bitching about here. I do get flack from people about the pricing of our food because I have like, <laughs> like from from the start, like we we use the best. Well, I mean, we also we in the can, past year, the price of everything has gone fucking too. bonkers on everything. So everyone's thanks a lot, Biden. Mostly, most but, of my costs have yeah, stabilized. Yeah, die, you since, old bitch. Uh, <laughs> Since like Jesus, the beginning, dude. what he needs to die. Good. He needs to. He needs to go. <laughs> uh, do you know what you're saying? Where you're advocating for yeah, people no, to be I, like lynched? Like, yeah, shut the fuck. I'm up. not saying lynched. Killed and lynched are different things. <laughs> are they? No, I think you literally is said public execution. That's a fucking lynching. Yeah, but in my mind, it's a guillotine, not a hanging. A lynching. It, lynching <laughs> doesn't mean hanging. Okay, okay. it well, just yeah, means okay. killing. Any, well, okay, yeah. Then I am. I am advocating for bad people to die. For the better of all of us. <laughs> all right. You're pro capital punishment. Death penalty fucking max over here. <laughs> death yeah, penalty not, for not the, fucking... not the American death penalty. Jesus Christ. Um, so, yeah. So, like, dude, on the topic of like a custom stuff, death penalty for people that tip under 20, under 30%. Jesus Christ. <laughs> paying, paying people a tipped wage. I think that is fucked. And I did it for years and I totally get the whole like, we should be paying everyone more money. It's and bad system. Max also makes a good point where if, you know, if I'm running a restaurant with 20 servers and 20 line cooks, and those servers all of a sudden need <laughs> and, to be paid, and next and we and we switch it up, so next week that uh, lobster roll is fifteen dollars, is forty five dollars. The business is going out of business in. If a you week. have 20 yeah, but servers, every business across the board would be making the change. You know what I mean? It's not like no, only I'm one saying, restaurant I'm say, yeah, would be charging but, more. Yeah. If the system but was doing, changed, doing that people would just be like, gonna, okay, going out to eat doesn't cost me a hundred dollars anymore. Now it costs me two hundred dollars, yeah, like, and the adjustment. Owners already have taken so much hits. You think they're like, you think they're brave enough to take that gamble of being the first ones to be like, we're going to be the first It's not taking a gamble. I'm talking about it's a huge huge gamble. No, you're not listening. You're talking about government legislation. I'm talking about the whole system being changed and it's mandatory that you have to pay servers a living wage and tipping is no longer a thing. Just like seeing. the Suns win this year, I just don't see it being a possibility in America. I know you don't because People, you love your little and, tippies, baby. And you want to even <laughs> go... You want to even go... You're fucking biased. You, you want to even... You're even talking like, past... Uh, fuck our listen, industry. Man, work a, a shift living where you make wage? your rent in one People day. making a living wage is insane. What? It's not cool. What? I don't, think I, I don't think I have... Being paid enough money to survive. I don't think I have more than what? three friends that make a living wage. What do you what do you mean by that? You don't have more than three friends that make enough money to survive. Well, if you're going because there's three people in this room that do. No, I'm talking about like what you should be making to survive. No, that's not what a living wage. A living wage is like the amount of money you need to like survive with, like you know. Well, I mean, I standard living wage to the minimum wage, where the minimum wage that it would need to be. To afford a two-bedroom apartment or house or whatever it is is like twenty-eight fifty would be the minimum wage in America or thirty-two dollars okay. in some places. I'm into that. Yeah, um, I am too. I'm saying it's not happening for fifty years. We're still fighting for fifteen, my guy. Yeah, you're I know. talking thirty-two. Listen, you're not going to get change 
by sitting here and saying it's not possible so i guess we shouldn't try like if yeah, we're I'm gonna sorry. defeat capitalism you got to start fucking getting all right. motivated all okay. right? unfortunately like, though the vast majority of tipped workers do not want to move to an hourly pay yeah but i mean because for example when i worked at i worked at the malted barley for a short time i could walk out of there on a fucking monday with 500 dollars after six hours mills tavern i could walk out of there with my rent in one night sometimes i'm happy for you that's great but if i was making but your dishwasher deserves to make enough money to pay his rent in one week as well 100 percent. there could be like commission based type things where it's like it's not tips but it's like if you have a particularly busy night you could like if the server's wages could be based on like you know a percentage of the sales that you do so that you could have like oh i'm had a mad busy night i made more money i'm just gonna say this i can't wait till this podcast gets big and then decot starts going into the legislative parts where i go to like the tv (laughs) where i'm like just saying cool shit and decot's actually putting this change in because you better i mean i clearly am the only one that like cares about it no i think you're just the only one that like has more optimism towards it it's not about optimism and pessimism like well dude, like in the you're next, never gonna make listen, change if you say well, here and I, you act like I, it's not possible well i mean i think us talking about this and broadcasting it itself is changing some minds possibly and making change itself you want a fucking gold medal or something no i'm just <laughs> saying doing a little part <laughs> all right um well so like our plan with uh, you're coming out here telling people that to tip 50 percent. you're a great change fucker our plan with the storefront. I still, I, again, uh, I'm short term talking about fucking a short term fix. 30%. You're just thinking about a short term fix for your wallet, your pocket. Uh, my wallet isn't anyone that has my job or yeah. has a job in the same industry. Well, almost anyone in the okay, industry. You, what I'm saying, job. my whole point is that so it's a you group shouldn't of people, be it's yelling, our customer base. No, this is the thing, Max. You shouldn't, my whole point is. You shouldn't be yelling at and shaming your customers about you not making enough money. You should be yelling at and shaming your bosses for not paying you enough money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm just saying, hey, we agree. You should be making more money. You're taking it out on the wrong people, bro. I take it out on the people that sign your paycheck, not the people that are giving you money, you know, like that are your customers. My brother in Christ, you just need to help us destroy capitalism. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> we just gotta, you know. But what? that being yeah, said, yeah, you're right. I'm just gonna quit my job. Fuck that, that being said, <laughs> do you want to go to service in Europe where there is no tipping and you're treated like shit and no one pays attention to you? Who, ooh, who's true? What are you talking about? <laughs> so, like, if, if there's no incentive, like the whole thing with tipping incentive. is that there's an incentive, and it's the whole thing with work. There's in an general. incentive what for there's the an service? incentive to work uh, you, better and give better service. You're telling me you've been to Europe and people treat you like shit? He's with, been my brother in Christ. I just spent two weeks in Europe and. And See, the here, I was the, they didn't treat me. Oh, we're having a Europe off. They didn't treat here. me like shit. What are you talking about? They're just it, normal depending service. on where you go. Like you can go to Barcelona and like there's good service at like the top places. But if I go into like the fucking you know the the corner store or the fucking like the regular bodega and just like mm-hmm. where like the locals are hanging out, like there is a drastically different type of service that I receive as Listen, an American. This industry or just like a, a person in you general. You act like, like all servers in America when, are fucking super saints and no, really I'm nice. not. It's like, but a lot of we shit. have an incentive and like my incentive if I saw this contractor that came into Mills every fucking Sunday and would spend over a thousand dollars on dinner and tip me fifty percent you know I am prioritized his table over every other fucking I mean, table. I mean, I'm already going to put it this way. He was at the bar, when was that, two weeks ago? Yeah, something like that. Uh, and I was fucking packed, and there was another couple, I shouldn't say this live, but there was another <laughs> couple at the bar that 
I know, well, I don't like know them, but I know them as customers and I know that they're annoying and I know that they don't tip well. And guess what they got? Not that great service because I was like, hey, I know him and I know he's going to tip like trash. a piece. No, it's why trash. is that trash? It's getting after my money. Listen, dude. Don't I know he's going to pay me well, so he's going to get good service. I know they're not going to pay me well. So what about, a, what about a world time. What about a world where you're paid a wage by your boss, so you're not deciding how you treat your customers? I'm probably not, you, it would still happen, though. We're probably even, not taking that job then. You, you would just be like, oh, they're well, rude and I don't like them. Think about it this way. Would even, you rather be even if I let me get this? Sorry, yeah, yeah, you go. <laughs> even if so, if all the things that we've been talking about happened, we had to change, all the shit changed, we all made living wages. Guess what? I would still do out to dinner, I'd still be tipping. Yeah, we, we it, it might cool. not be, might not cool, be 30%, bro. it might be That's five bucks, thing. but guess what? As exactly. a server, as a ser- it's it's all about being cheap, just don't be cheap to people that serve you, dude. No, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if you ever saw waiting, but the golden be cheap rule. cheap to people that work for you. How about that? Like, you know I, what I mean? I mean, I get that, Your but it's, not, it's boss, not all like, their fault. It's the, not the boss's fault that the business isn't a stable establishment. It is you know if the mean? boss is making money and you're not. Yeah, but not all, but not all of the, like most small businesses. Most bosses small they're small not, not saying it's that. It's not like they're raking it. profits and being like, "Yeah, I'm not giving that dishwasher." Like, I know for a fact, at, I'm going to say it cuz it's a good thing about Figadini. Like, I mean, I don't know what they make for profit, but I know it's not shit, and I know for a fact that like uh Frankie anytime he has a employee that's like, "Hey, dude, like I don't like I it, recently because I've only worked there for so long and we're at this point where everything's getting so expensive. He's had multiple employees just be like, dude, like I can't survive off this. And you know what? He gets a raise. So like, yeah, it's a thing that happens. Frankie, but like Frankie's always been a good dude. I though. would say if we're talking just like non-corporate restaurants, like restaurants owned by people. I don't know the percentage, but like 70% of them aren't making big profits yeah. that they're walking away with. I'm not with. saying they are. I'm just saying so, that so your ju- animus is directed in the wrong direction. I yeah. just, I think it's a so, short solution that helps the people. Here's a, here's a solution that I think it, that we it, have. It helps you. And forward. it's also it's also just being polite. You're not being polite you're when you're calling like people douche. bitches because they won't tip no, you 40%. No, I'm just saying I'm calling them cheap, not bitches. I'm calling them cheap. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. And it's 30%, not 40%. I'm you saying 40, 40 or The homies tip 40. I'm saying insane. to not be insane. cheap, you tip 30. Insane. It's not insane, dude. I mean, it's insane how so like you if, keep, right, so, keep raising it so and you're going to you, keep well, doing part it. Part of like, it's a joke. And no, it's 30%. Forget. I haven't raised it. The rest of it's me joking. So like you're cool with paying 20%, right? Um, I usually tip more than twenty percent. But if you were out with a friend and they tip twenty percent, you'd be you'd, you're cool. I wouldn't that. like shame them. Or okay, anything. but what if they tipped eighteen percent? Would you be like, dude, what's good with that? Um, eh, if it's lunch, eighteen is okay. I don't know but... if I'm really in the business of shaming people for tipping okay, too little. If, unless it was ten percent. Unless it, yeah, if it was something like that, I'd be what like, what if it's fifteen? I, I don't know, bro. I'm just asking. I, what, what is this situation where... I don't know, man. I've recently found situations where I've worry looked at the bill and I've seen what other people are tipping, tipping because we're splitting a bill and I'm like, I'm tipping more now because like that, yeah. I don't want to look bad. Yeah. Well, I don't, I'm not usually worried about what other people are it's tipping, okay. you know? Well, it's you're not usually it. splitting checks with you're, people. You're, you're out of the industry, so... Our, uh, yeah. our solution that we're trying to, to, to bring when we eventually open a storefront because we're in the process of looking is right this now. after we topple topple capitalism or before this is in the process okay <laughs> um i don't want servers i don't want bartenders 
I just want, you want them, there robo- you go. You want them robots want- from Stop and Shop. There you no. go. I want counter employees. I know Noma. You know they've gone through some bullshit, but Noma lost a fucking Michelin star when they decided to start having no servers and having like the person who takes your wine order and then the kitchen staff brought the food out and served mm-hmm. it and explained it. And <laughs> that's the like goal of what I'm gonna do is right now everyone in the kitchen gets 15 to 20 an hour to start plus they get tips and Mm -hmm. on a slow week you know they're getting about five to ten an hour in tips on top of their their base pay on a busy week that can be i think one of the guys that worked the truck with me this weekend obviously i'm an owner i can't take tips if there's an employee working with me bro got like a 50 dollar an hour hourly with his tips and his his pay and like for i think like eight to ten hours he's gonna get a, a pretty fat paycheck of like fucking three to four hundred bucks after taxes i don't know the fucking math off the top of my head but Mm -hmm. our plan is to do away with the tipped wage and everyone's just gonna start at 15 to 20 an hour or if you imagine that but on top of that we're allowing them to get tipped as well so like but now it's no longer a thing where if you don't tip 30 percent, someone's gonna call you a cheapskate and a bitch 100 (laughs) percent. yeah but i mean not to hate on you bro but like no one's going to work for you if they're just making $15 an yeah. hour. I Honestly, mean, if they're making just $20 an hour, you're not going to find that many. Yeah. Okay. Even like, like it, it has been a struggle. Paying more like, than, I mean, I, I don't know what to tell you. I myself, I'm a small business owner. Like, I don't make a lot of money. My fucking fiance, like nine times out of ten, uh, she's fronting me money a lot of the yeah. times until I get money coming in because it's, uh, I don't have investors i don't have mm-hmm. money behind me you have multiple right locations now. that you're caking up maybe at. maybe down the <laughs> yeah, like, uh, maybe down the line i'll have i'll have that behind me and i'll be able to live comfortably and not worry about my bank so account. like i think a good lesson we've learned here today i want to wrap this up because now we're going on two hours and i yeah, have to edit this oh, tonight true. um if the owner of the restaurant is a one percenter fuck them yep. and they should pay their employees more but for the little you know, small owned restaurants that we love the food of, which most of the best ones in Rhode Island are those. Mm-hmm. Uh, tip them 30% because, you know, they they probably don't have enough money to pay their employees. Yeah. And uh, if you want good food that doesn't cost that much, you, you just got to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or just be cheap. Listen, I try to keep I try to keep all of our food items cheap and, and you know, try not to pass on costs to customers. But. Like Max said earlier, dude, there's there's rising costs. Hey, everywhere. you got to pay for quality, whether it's the food or the service. You're gonna have to pay. That's yeah. No, that's why. That's why you, you don't want to tip thirty percent. Go to fucking McDonald's. That's why you can go. Well, to I mean, according shithole. to you, now we got to tip them, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to figure out a way, but as of right now, I'm gonna say. I mean, because it's just awkward. I'm not gonna be like, hey, can I tip you on my debit card? I have no problem tipping thirty percent to people that are servers that make. Two dollars yes, and thirty-seven cents. I understand that out. you don't, but the people out there don't. What I have a problem with is you acting like people that are like baristas and shit need to be getting tipped twenty percent when they make a normal wage. But yeah, anyway, I still, I still think everyone should. You be were a barista. So it's, we just, it's not even like a job or like a thing. It's just like, dude, just don't be cheap. Say that to your boss, bro. <laughs> like that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but like the boss, again. Like he, you also just can't. The business doesn't. Boss, ex- I don't have a job. I don't have a job. <laughs> if you're talking about Dunkin', if you're talking about McDonald's, yeah, yeah. They got but a boss. like again, we're not touch- McDonald's. Will off me before I ever get even close to being able to stop them from doing evil shit like mm-hmm. that. Anyway, that's why I execute the billionaires. Jesus, fuck capitalism. 
<laughs> uh, it seems like every episode we just get to the same point now, where it's just like, this is what's wrong. This is just a. I feel like a the public the public lynching life. is a new wrinkle. Listen, I mean, man. If I ever hey, get man, rich from this again, revolution. Not name one peaceful revolution that worked. It, there's a difference. Name with, one. There's a difference <laughs> between uh, revolution and lynching people in the street. Like, All I know is if I, I'm ever name rich one. From this, dude. Well, name one revolution that worked where someone wasn't lynched in the street. I don't know, dude. There's exactly. Probably many. Exactly. It starts with publicly lynching people. Listen, tax the tax the rich. Eat is the Elon rich. is Elon Musk still an American? Does he still live here? I think so. I don't know. I think he lives in fucking Texas now. Maybe we should do Joe Rogan first, bro. <laughs> Or yeah, Alex bro. Jones. <laughs> anyway. Um, or Jack Hughes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. If we're ever rich from this, <laughs> I, I tell Hughes, people all right. the time, fucking tax the shit out of me, dude. If I stop making money, I should be paying my fair share I mean, of taxes. No one, no one wants to believe me, but if I ever become a billionaire, it won't happen because I'll donate the money before I get that high. Yeah. Once all my people are taken okay. care of, I don't need money anymore. There's plenty of people complaining about the homeless crisis or the or the drug crisis or whatever. Like, bro, just like do something to help about it and like stop complaining. It's, it's like okay, wait. You know, you guys have both <laughs> seen School of Rock, of course, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like on the chalkboard where he stems out rock and roll. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like we need to stem out the problems with capitalism in America and just all the roots, like the racist roots, the drug roots, the big pharma, and just write it all down, and then we'll figure it out. It'll be like True Detective. Yep. Yep. Facts. Let's anyway, uh, John Kirk, thank you so much. I, I just have a name that I have to say the last name. Sorry. <laughs> just rings like that, that. happened to me all through high it's school. Like, it's like Saul Goodman. Uh, <laughs> very different. But anyway, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for we'll having have to me. Come, have you, we'll have to have you come on again because I wanted to get like your culinary story up, but I got more things to talk about. So we'll get you back on. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um Go get some fucking tacos at Masa Taqueria. Do it, yeah. their guests. Uh, we're open. Uh, we're open Wednesday through Sunday at Rock and Rye. We open at five every day. We're uh, we do brunch on the weekends right now. Uh, we open at noon on Saturday, Sunday. The food truck schedule we post on Instagram every Monday. Um, yeah, we're we're out there. Slangin'. Just come find us. Yeah, all legit and shit now. Too. You can, yeah, you cannot miss. <laughs> Ain't the no truck. apartments. You cannot miss the Doom Mobile, dude. It is. Uh, it. If if you're trying to find me, you're not trying hard enough. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm Max Messier Richter. I'm Dan Connor. I am John Kirk. And this is the Rags Dish Podcast. This is what's behind the scenes. Cooking in the kitchen, everybody, what we eat. Oh, Rags Dishes. Stories from the kitchen. Kitchen roll.